On the Pilot TV podcast this week, we're sniffing out scrolls alongside Nick Fury in Secret Invasion on Disney+, Plus, embracing middle age with Bridget Christie in Channel 4's The Change, and pulling on our big boy pants with a giant teenager in Boots Riley's I'm a Virgo on Prime Video. But that's not all, because we've got two guests with us this week. Annie Murphy is with us to talk about the latest episode of Black Mirror, and Patrick Gibson is here talking to Boyd all about Shadow and Bone, or something. I'm James Dyer, and welcome to the Pilot TV Podcast, your essential guide to every show that matters, and a podcast that is recording alarmingly early this week so that Kay can fuck off on holiday. Kay, <laughs> would you care to explain this egregious dereliction of duty to our listeners? Wow. What a, what an intro. All I would say is I am going to Marbella on a Hindu, which if I'm being really honest, and I know no one going, and it is a small party, listens to the podcast. You don't know that for a fact. No, I do know for We're a fact. We're a phenomenon, Kate. No, a worldwide I mean, phenomenon. Well, do you make them fill in a form or something? <laughs> what? So they're not allowed to listen to the podcast. Have you or have I, you not ever listened to the podcast? With all podcast? my friends, I've got yeah. that in place. Yeah. Um, they're not going to listen to this. I am secretly dreading this and I'm going to Marbella and so it was with a heavy heart I had to say can we pull it forward I did actually say if you're being honest hi guys I'm more than happy not to do it this week you know someone else can do it blah blah and then you said let's do it day early we James. said you were irreplaceable mm. Mm, you didn't quite use that word something but... like that with the words to that effect <laughs> yeah. is probably what we said yeah. yeah, a version of that maybe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's why we're doing it early. I can only apologise. And also, I am getting out there now. I haven't watched one of the shows. But <laughs> let's move on. We'll Hi, get on to that. We'll get on to that. Uh, of course, Boyd is with us too, a man who knows where his priorities lie because uh, he routinely takes his pod gear with him on holiday, no matter which famous he's actually yeah. staying with. Don't you, Boydie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd just like to say I, uh, I've never missed an episode. He's never missed a pod. No one um, else on this podcast also, by the can way, say that. Not only that, I'm the, I also watch every show. I don't just back out randomly watching mm. shows. I'm to like, be fair, to be fair, you would watch them regardless of whether you were doing this podcast. So, like, you watch them independently. No, not necessarily. No, I, I don't think, think you I don't do. Think, would I watch The Arc? I 100% don't because you, I believe you have said to me before that you try to watch at least the first episode of every new scripted I mean, show. all right, okay. That's no, I still... You still deserve props, boy. Don't let him. Yes, yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah. He he does he does the pod on his holidays. He watches it definitely everything props so that. that we don't have to. Let's yeah. give him credit for that. Thanks. Many thanks. That, that is true. That is true. Boyd, have you watched uh, season two of Star Trek: Strange New Worlds? Then I haven't watched that yet. No. See what I'm saying? No. This is why I'm going. That to is. Um, that, that is. I have got that. I'm saving that up. It's a treat. I'm yeah. going abroad so I don't have to listen to James talk about Star Trek. Do you want to take yeah. it with you? I can I can provide screeners Ooh, for you so you can really? take them. You can watch them on the plane. Good. Be great. No, actually, do you know what? Yeah, no. Just no. Just, just no. no. Do you know just what? No. no. Do you know what? Just no. Yeah. Just uh, but no. you are going to be just watching. Just say no, like you Zamo. You are going to be watching. You're <laughs> very good. Uh, you are going to be watching an episode of The Orville for oh, the yeah. next Pilot Plus. I forgot about oh, that. So forgot about now that. you've got to take that with you on holiday. Have like, you arranged Disney Plus. I don't need to, it's on Disney Plus, it's fine. It's, we're watching season one, episode on three. James. What you, am I going to do? Well, you'll figure out, you know, your life will find a way, Kay, and so will you. <laughs> uh, you we're going to watch season one, episode three of The Orville, partly to torture Kay, partly to mm. torture me, but mainly because one of our listeners demanded it. Oh yes, no, so, I'm doing it for the listener. Yeah, fine. Yes, so we are going to tackle that on next week's Pilot mm -hmm. Plus. But look, I actually need to start with a bit of Pilot Plus stuff. I apologise, I apologise for this a little bit of housekeeping. Now, you will remember like last week that despite interruptions, Kay, hmm. uh, I extolled the many virtues of signing up to Pilot Plus, including the extra show, the spoiler specials, getting the podcast early, getting it free of ads, all that good stuff. However, I am forced now to make a formal apology for misstating the price of a saurine malt loaf, which it turns <laughs> out, which it turns out you can happily pick up for £1.75 from Sainsbury's, £1.50 from Ocado. Who knew Ocado what? were cheaper than Sainsbury's? But, but for a solitary pound from Tesco, as long as you've got a club card. 
That's absolutely true. Oh, wow. wow. Gosh, yeah. we're more expensive than the Tesco. Is it Soarin'? How are you saying? It's, it's a saurine malt loaf. Serene. It's not very serene. It's quite a stressful eat. It I is if you're find. eating it yeah. with a yeah, cup of tea. It's very claggy. Yeah. I'd... Oh my God, that's his favourite. <laughs> this is his favourite word to describe anything. That like So whenever we were in the office, and suppose I've bought some biscuits, and I say, oh, would you like some, uh, what is it that you really, shortbread, isn't it? And you're like, oh no, too claggy for me. Like, too <laughs> like a biscuit. claggy. Well, you've biscuit picked the diva. two things that are really claggy. Um, uh, uh, serene <laughs> and, uh, and you, you throw claggy around very willy nilly. It's, it's well, it's just, um, I don't. But, you know. Could I just say we speaking of for things that are not claggy, we've been promised some some cakes. Mm. We've been promised some brownies, oh. some blondies. Basically, uh, one of our listeners who's a big fan was so frankly offended. I think by Boyd's utter lack of willingness to make oh, us his, his famous bo- blondies. Oh. His boydies, yeah. That they have decided they will provide blondies. <gasps> oh, wow. Obviously, oh it helps that this is what they do for a living. So this is uh, this is someone from... And they actually, to be fair, they did say to me, we're going to send you the brand. You don't feel you need to give us a plug at any point. But I'm going to say... Hey, plug of the shit yes, out of this. Cray Bakes. Craybakes.co.uk. Uh, I believe they're based in Yorkshire, but they make brownies and blondies and other assorted <gasps> goody things. No clag there, Boydie. Uh, <laughs> and they're going to send us a care package, oh, which is just fantastic. for me in UK and not for Boyd. Oh, my gosh. So That's Thank true. you so much. No, you can have some too. It's fine. It's, yeah, fine. it's for all of us. Yeah. Uh, we'll but, do a taste uh, test. We I will can, do. Do you know what? Yeah. I can already predict delicious. Well, we'll see. Boyd may Anything that find is them. baked with love and free for the podcast is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, obviously, yours we're going to leave in the post room for a couple of weeks so and get properly stale so you'll really enjoy it the way you like to. So, Ooh, you know, hello, so. Captain Snark. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Isn't he? Anyway, anyway, back to the story. That's true. There was a lot of talk of. Well, anyway. We need to get back to the sorry malt loaf, it has to be said, because mm-hmm. the, the, the sorry malt loaf incident, as you now be called, is now moot. It's now moot. Because you will remember back in January when Pilot Plus uh, first launched, we said the $1.99 price was a kind of six-month introductory offer. Well, <gasps> it's expiring. It's expiring. And as of the 3rd of July, Pilot Plus will be £2.99 a month, which brings it in line with the Empire Spoiler Special feed. So... For less than the price of two Soarin' Malt Loaves from Sainsbury's or Ocado and three Soarin' Malt Loaves if you're a Tesco Club card holder, you can get access to the second show, the Spoiler Specials, the main pod, all free of ads. There you go. That's the new, that's the new price promise. You look, you look nervous to have announced that. You've got a, got a bit of a sheen of sweat. There. A bit, a bit nervy, a bit yeah. nervy. I don't like putting up the price. I don't no, like doing it. No, no one does. No, no, no. But listen, but Boyd's TV Insider industry friends did say they thought the podcast was ludicrously low in terms of pricing. True. Are you sure um, they said, like, did they just say it's ludicrous? Um, no. They might have said, yeah. Ludicrously, ludicrously cheap. cheap. Ludicrously, ludicrously okay, cheap. Yeah. Ludicrously uh, And also, the powers that be at our publishing company would not let me keep it at a price that any longer. So, I, it was kind of out of my hands. But uh, but but I, I do have a special thing. So, I did say to everyone that the price would go up a few months ago. And I did also say I would give them a warning. So, this is your warning. And I will say, if you sign up for a full year before the 3rd of July, you can lock in the lower price for 12 months and save a load of money, which you can obviously spend on a whole crate of malt loaves or, frankly, the cake-based snack of your choice. We're not sponsored by Soaring, which is a metaphor, okay? We should be sponsored by We should be. Yeah, sorry, if you're listening, Soaring, you want to sponsor us, go nuts. What is the lower price so that it would be locked in? Um, well, they get it for the so so. Do the you, math if you get. I can't do the math in my head. Come so it's <laughs> it's one ninety nine a month, but you also get a month free if you do it annually oh, as well. That's cool. So it works out, I guess, like one pound. Like no, you just said one ninety nine a month. Yeah. Didn't you mean two ninety nine a month? No, it's two ninety nine a month at the higher new price. Yeah. But if you lock it in at the low price, you get it for the equivalent of one ninety nine a month plus a month free when you buy it for a year. 
You look very confused. I mean, it is. I mean, is that, that confusing? That, my brain was a, a bit, bit scrambled there, but I, I would just say, listen, because the price doesn't go up. The price doesn't go up until the third of July. So, James, don't repeat. I'm not. I'm if now, you want this kind of quality maths-based chat, you can sign up for a full year of it. I mean, I think even uh, who would want that? Yeah, everyone. Everyone. Everyone wouldn't want that. Okay, good. I'm glad we cleared that up. Uh, I should also mention, while we're doing the housekeeping, don't forget to book your tickets to see us live at King's Place in London on Saturday, 19th of August. You can pick them up at kingsplace.co.uk slash pilot250. Kay has promised to bake a sorry malt loaf for every single person who attends. <laughs> so that's uh, Do you know what? You put that on Twitter. There was a lot of traction to me, like, baking. I thought, I, I've never really baked anything in my life. Actually, I've baked one thing and it was a, it was meant to be a, a birthday cake and it came out very flat. Did it? Um, a bit claggy, was it? Not even claggy. It didn't have even the potential to be claggy because it was so flat. It was like you've never crisp. baked anything in no. your life, Boyd. I don't know where you get your yeah. You've never baked this. anything for us, yeah. Boydie. Yeah, but I've baked well, loads you, of things. You're making out like you're some kind of Boyd Berry, like Mary Berry style with talking, your apron on. But wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not just talking like cakes. You're you're talking about you've never baked anything. I've baked food. I mean, like what, like a lasagna. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've all made, baked like we've a, all put our a oven pre-prepared <laughs> lasagna and I've, slung it in the oven. Is that what you meant? That I've never used the oven. I meant more like you haven't. Cooked, you haven't created from a recipe and baked anything in the oven. What? <laughs> but no, cakes. I think you're, you're mainly crazy cooking town. Do you know I've what we cooked, should do? I've obviously baked, like, I've cooked food, savory right. food, but right. I haven't baked I've the got cake. an idea. Oh, I've got an idea. He's do you know what we should idea. do? Oh, you know what gosh, we should do? He's using his hands a lot. We yeah. should, I am, I'm gesticulating. We should do some kind of Pilot Plus bake off where each one of us bakes a thing that we then bring and Can we, have we get to eat. help? Can we get help? Can, with like, it? Can my yeah, help no, because otherwise Boyd will get Mary Berry to make it for him, and that's really <laughs> unacceptable. You're no ringers, thank you very much. Kay knows Mary Berry better than I do. Kay's, Me Kay's and Mazbez like, go yeah. way better. I bet you do. Yeah. Um, can yep. we get assistance? Can, can you get an assistant, or can you get someone to help you with it? Assistance. No, you have to do it on your own. All right, fine. I'm up for it. I'm only saying this because I have a Game of Thrones Targaryen cake mold and I'm quite keen to oh, use it with a dragon God. on the top. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I'm saying we should do this. We should definitely do this. We should have okay, some kind of bake-off. If we're going to do it, we should time it with the Great British Bake Off. I like to have well, a bit of synergy there. Okay, when's that start? September, I think. Oh, that's ages away. Yeah. Paul, Boydie, do you reckon you could get... That. Is it? Do you reckon you could get Paul Hollywood to come and judge it? Oh my no, gosh, I don't think that's man. a good idea. Is it not? No. I want a Hollywood handshake. You're... I mean... Suddenly you're all like a massive fan of Bake Off. <laughs> that's yes. really weird. That might be a stretch, but yes. Ever since he watched Naked Attraction, yeah. it's changed. Yeah. Oh my God. We So speaking of Naked yes. Attraction, we talked about this on Pilot Plus yes. and, and bemoaned its passing because it had been cancelled. But, you know... It's not it, confirmed though, is it's it? It's been resurrected like a phoenix from the ashes. Naked Attraction has been uncancelled and they've announced that, in fact, it will be with us for more naked fun in the future. Okay, can I ask something? Yes. Is it... Because I don't think it was ever confirmed that it was no, cancelled. Is it just it that was. you proclaimed it was cancelled, then you read it actually it was the new season was coming fake on. Fake news, James. Yeah, no, I, I think you're fine. It was cancelled, and when they heard how distraught I was that yeah. it was going, they brought it back. All right. Channel right. Four just denied that it was axed ever, and I didn't really understand. I have to say, uh, when it was announced, this we've gone revered into news now, haven't we? The whole, the whole. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, the yeah. whole um, the podcast is just a shambles. <laughs> Um, bake Off. That's my favourite kind of podcast. Yeah. Anyway, I never, I never understood why of all shows to ca- for, to cancel Channel Four cancel Naked Attraction. It can't be that it must be one of the cheapest Low shows cost. out there. I, I mean, I feel like maybe six... the storyline had run its course. <laughs> it's not. It's a no, format it's an experiment. It's, it's like a, yeah. a storyline. You're saying it's more it's of an procedural. adventure of the week. It's a procedural. <laughs> it's a procedural, it's a procedural yeah. knob show. It's yes. definitely a procedural. So how do you go about proceeding to hug each other when you're totally naked? I mean, um, that is the question. It's, it's the format that will never die. It's cheap. 
cheap. It's completely like it has a, it just relies on new people agreeing to do it, which I never understood how they managed to get that number of people agreeing to go naked fully yeah, on TV. Yeah, that is astonishing. But it was it never made sense that it was gonna, they were going to cancel that show, so they haven't cancelled it, and it was nonsense. Yeah, apparently. Okay, so fake news from James <laughs> cleared up. That's the next question. We were in the middle of. I don't know. Before that. Should we talk about what we've been watching? That, that would be something. the traditional thing yeah. to oh, do. Oh, no, next. no, no, wait a minute. Sorry, I remember what we were doing. What were we doing? You were saying about people should um, book tickets. Yes. Oh, yeah. Book but they've already done that. Show. So while, while you two Have we were... got anyone who's booked maybe, a ticket? Is this yes. going to be you, me, and boys maybe sitting on the stage? Be. Maybe the Bake Off <laughs> should be for the live show. Maybe we bring out Bake Off. Oh, this is a good idea. This is why Boyd's on here. All right, all right, all right. I will concede to this. So, so. The live show is on a Saturday night. (laughs) We are going to bake each of us on Saturday morning. And we can use well, the we audience. Can't dictate, you can't dictate but I'm just saying, I know you have a thing for like stale baked goods, but most people <laughs> like them fresh. So if we make them on Saturday morning Your and then... Dumb, take it however I give it to you, James, frankly. We can have the audience judge it's, the cake. Yes, it's an insert. No, but how a, can they judge it? Because we'll give them some. No, but then no. with health and safety what? and like not allergies no, and shit we'll like have, that. We'll have like, to nominate one get, person you, to judge the cake or one or two or a couple of people. I think we're running... We can't just hand them out to people in the audience. Not to everyone in the audience. Well, there won't be enough. I like the way yeah. we're producing this oh, segment hey, now. Hey, I've got an idea. Yes. Now, is the nice person who's sending us a cake, the professional, is she coming? Because then she should be the judge because she's a professional. Well, that's too scary. I don't know. Why? I don't, possibly, possibly. Okay. Craig Banks, if you're here and you're coming to the live show, let me know. Oh my gosh, Because you may yes. just have been enlisted as a judge for our baked goods. Because they deserve the appreciation anyway of the audience for sending us these gifts yeah. in advance and then they can be the judge. Okay. I like the fact that it showed just how much James is a dictator of this podcast that he wants to dictate the exact time <laughs> we get to bake the cake on this Saturday morning. Yeah. planning my Saturday live because mm-hmm. right. I was working out so if I get up in the morning, bake uh, whatever it is I'm going to bake, yeah. no. get it ready and then I'll have to bring it I in mean, to the the live show. We can stash it in the fridge in the green room. He's saying, and then, this, he's yeah. saying all the stuff. It's actually an insight into his tyranny. It <laughs> yeah. If Arsenal are playing that day, by the way, all bets are off. But anyway, we'll you still have to make you can bake it. You can bake an Arsenal cake. It's fine. You can still get your pinny on and have one eye on the screen. Oh, you mean uh, you'd go well, in person? Whatever, it depends. Don't, don't worry, it will be fine. Well, I, brought up <laughs> I think we can all agree that I'm whatever excited. league Arsenal are in, they won't get that far. Anyway, uh, what have you been watching? I mean, that's such a lame attempt I don't, I don't even really, don't really understand what I said. <laughs> that was so, amazing. Yeah. He's, he's in one of those moods. Really. It really is. It's very, it's very early. And also, and I can't emphasize this enough, it's Wednesday. The podcast doesn't yeah, go out until Monday. Weird, We're almost it? a week in advance of this podcast going What's out. What's matter? Because it's, it's it's thrown me off. I mean, the news He's is going to feel... very rigid with this schedule. I mean, the news is going to yeah. feel very dated. We might need to rename news yeah. to something else. All right, something we've read on the interwebs. Something we read on the interweb about a week ago. Yes, yeah. that's yeah, what we'll fine. call it. Yeah. Anyway, okay, anyway cool. Boydie, what have you been watching well, this week as we get into the 15th minute of the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Annoyingly, it's one of those where I've been watching something that isn't out yet and that we're going to be redoing the following week. Okay, really enjoys that. So. I know. As long as you as can do, say the name, otherwise you'll... I completely say the name. As do the list. If I couldn't say the name or didn't say the name, then it'll be even more annoying for the listener. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. Hijack. Is, oh, you've been watching been Hijack. Watching Hijack. Oh, so, yeah, um, I want to. So know. no spoilers because you don't like to spoil what we think of a show. But yes. all, all I would say is that I watched the first episode and basically motored through the next seven hours. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Um, that, which actually that's terrible. Again, again, well, this is this is this is uh, this is going to upset people even more. The level of entitlement because no one else will be able to do that. No. But well, but no one else would do it. When we, we preview, we review stuff before it comes out anyway. So this isn't. Yeah. This is, I'm just. I'm but just we saying. will review it in full next week. Also, just having a go, trying to ride 
dial up the that's it that's it go on come for boy so transparent um what it is the the show starring Idris Elba it's created by George Kane and Jimfield Smith um who worked on Criminal together on Netflix that was the one where the different interrogation scenes yes indeed and indeed Roshendra Sandow who was in one of those episodes is in this as a passenger on the flight they also uh George K also worked on um a lot of brilliant things Litvinenko they worked on together Lupin my favourite French anyway they're both very talented and they have come up with this um, show in which hijack in which um, it's supposed to be told in real time now as in all real time things we'll get to we'll review it for next week I'm just saying it's, it's never quite exactly real time but roughly it's a seven hour it depicts a seven hour flight from Dubai to London and each episode is an hour of the flight and it gets hijacked in episode wait. one and I as I've said before I so I'm not going to talk about whether it's any good or not although because it could be, something could be terrible and addictive Connor, as well as being good and addictive. Is there like an entire episode where he just sits waiting for the meal, watching episodes of Colin from accounts back to back? <laughs> that would be... That would be my Because that, that would be, be accurate. I mean, it would, would be realistic. Yeah, that would be realistic. Um, so it's no. like 24. It's like, it's like yeah, it's like 24, but yeah, it's seven, a seven-hour um, limited But just a different number. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah, it's I just called seven. Works. The concept yeah. of real time, yeah. But it isn't just on the plane, by the way. It does it does cut to like the people on the ground in air traffic control. Shall we say it's an incident that becomes like a massive event. So the media coverage. I'm so excited. Poli- po- politics, all the, all the different episodes. So it's cutting between the plane. A lot. There's a lot to do with, basically. But the cast is pretty just but it's like just a guy who... You're just reviewing it now, aren't I'm you? I'm just reviewing it. No, no, no. No, I haven't, I haven't said it. It's good or not. Have I? I still haven't. Which I'm channel just is it saying on? The cast. It's Apple. It's on Apple, it's Apple TV+. Apple Plus. Sniper definitely going to take him out. That's right, yeah. They won't, yeah. they won't. They won't. Um, uh, Archie Panjabi, Max Love. Beasley, Eve Miles. Oh, brilliant. Yes. Neil Maskell. You know Neil Maskell from Utopia stuff? I do, Always Indeed. plays terrifying people. He may be, he is playing one of the hijackers. No no spoilers. Uh, so yeah, it's like Ben Miles, Holly Ed. It's got an all star cast. All I'm saying is, I'm not saying whether it's any good or not, but I it's it, I love as I'll be <laughs> emphasizing when we review it. I am a huge fan of aeroplane set things anyway. Mm-hmm. Like going back to, I remember going to see Airport 1975 when it came out in cinemas when I was like about eight or something. 1975, like, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 1975, and so like Airplane, you know, all the airport movies, all the recent ones, Red Eye. Um, what's the one with Jodie Foster? What was that one? Flight Plan. Thank you, Flight Plan. Love Flight Plan. Flight Plan. Flight Plan. Flight Plan. <laughs> Passenger 57. Um, passenger 57. Air Force Stakes One. on a plane. <laughs> but I love Let's it. just list films. So this, yeah, I just love this genre of plane-based things and I will not be saying whether it's good or not. We'll leave that to the review. I'm but so I the happy whole I'm thing. not watching this before I go to Marbs. Yes, yes. <laughs> Although, it's not like a plane crash or something. It's just hijacking. Yeah. I mean, also, you know, if it takes you seven hijacking. hours to get to Marbella, then you've taken the wrong airline. <laughs> <laughs> true. That is Slow true. jet. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had time. I got so into that. And because of the earlier record, I have not oh, barely God. watched anything. I'm not blaming you. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You can point the no, no, finger at Kate. No, it's no, fine. no, I don't want, I'm, I'm not even, I didn't even assume you were blaming me. <laughs> no, good. But um, it's more that, you know, this... Uh... Well, I just wouldn't have to have time to watch anything else particularly. So okay. yeah, I've, I've, div- I've devoted right, myself to watching. Uh, you are Apologies in no listeners. position to cock a snoop <laughs> at uh, a boy for not having time I'll to watch something. No snoop cocking. No snoop cocking. No snoop cocking allowed. There you go. Yeah, so it's all about hijack. For me. Yeah. yeah. And we will be reviewing it in full. We will. On Apple TV uh, next week on this thing, and it comes to Apple TV Plus on the following Wednesday week. 
Yeah. Even though it's not comedy. So the, the other news is, is for me, I think it's the first big Apple release, dramatic Apple release on a Wednesday, rather than because they put all the comedies on a Wednesday now rather than a Friday. Fascinating. Kate's looking at me like, <laughs> why are you even mentioning this, you boring <laughs> shit? But it's true. I just no, I just noted it. I, I have not no, watched any makes... hijacks. I still haven't watched any foundations. I mean, that is the extraordinary thing. Yeah, I, the foundation is there, listen. I know. All 10 fucking hours and, of it. And someone, Amon, in fact, texted me, they go, I just watched season one and season two of Foundation in its entirety. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yes. Why? Out of interest. I've had so much stuff to watch recently. and But but like have stuff that I've not necessarily wanted to watch, but I've had to watch for work. I've had to right. review a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I just, there's been a lot to get through. Yeah. I have now, as of this week, cleared the decks though. Oh. Uh, but I had like a bunch of All the Naked Attractions watched. All the Naked Attractions is finished. <laughs> I've completed all 19 seasons of Naked Attractions. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but I, I was sent Jack Ryan suddenly. That kind of caught oh, me by surprise, God. which we've got a review for next week. So uh, No, we bloody don't. I'm pretty sure Jack Ryan's next week. Yeah, but season four? No way, mate. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, suddenly, yeah, this yeah, is the other boy. thing. We shall can see. You, this, yeah. by the way? We don't, we, we, our, our priority is always brand new shows. We yes. don't go back and review series. Mm-hmm. Series two, three, four shows. Unless it's a show that James really likes for some ungodforsaken reason, and it's a spy drama on hey, if Amazon it's, Prime. If it's a prime spy drama yeah. or a Viking oh. show, then that is an exception to the rule. It's exhausting. That's perfectly it's legitimate. Exhausting. He is exhausting. Yeah. Exhausting. Yeah. Okay, carry on. <laughs> okay, what have you been watching? So, I've continued watching Arnold. Arnold. Yes. Episode yes. two, I'm now on. And um, I just find it endlessly fascinating because I don't know anything about him and so stuff that I probably found very interesting you guys will already know but like I didn't realise the the major beef between him and um, Sylvester Stallone so I found that really really interesting to watch all that yes well if you read Nick DeSemlin's book it is largely about that mm. uh, The Last Action Heroes which is on sale now in the US and we're coming to the UK very soon you can you can import it it's great yeah and also the episode from uh, the Netflix documentary so maybe buy, buy Nick's book watch the episode and then read all about it. Yeah, do that. Um, so I watched episode two of that and then I watched something that we were going to review on this podcast and then you put your foot down. <laughs> this um, is Count Abdullah, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And do you know what? I'm really, really disappointed we didn't get to do it properly on here. Because... I should clarify, I did not put my foot down. In fact, I seem to recall, I said, oh, well, that would be a good thing to do. However, I'm fucked if we're not reviewing the arc. I believe was 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 no, my exact actually, position. Yeah. So anyway, we didn't do it on the pod. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really good. And it basically, it's about Abdullah Khan, played by Ariane Nick from the Bay. And he's a mid-20s British Muslim doctor who is bitten by a vampire, played by Jamie Winston. And it's just really, it's funny, it's fresh. It reminded me a little bit of... Reginald the Vampire? <laughs> no, fuck no. Uh, we are lady parts. You know, in that yeah. kind of subversive, like, it's kind of subverting ter- stereotypes and it's funny and it just feels, yeah, it just feels innovative. So I would say everyone should watch that. It's on ITVX. I've only watched one episode, but I already just want to watch all of them. And I think um, it's a real shame that <laughs> Dictator James did not... Dictator uh, Dyer. Given that we all had it. to watch the arc, which was... Uh, Awful. Yeah. You're right. It was. At your behest. It was an error it in was judgment. These things happen. Yes. At least he admitted it. Um, I, I saw quite a lot of it at the ITVX launch where they launched all these um, comedies in one go. You what know, did you so, think? I thought it looked really good. Yeah. Because Jamie Winston's in it as well. And she's, always, she's always brilliant. I love yeah. So, yeah, I thought it did look good. I will watch it. Yeah. I need to catch up. So that's what I've been watching. Yeah. And put it this way it deserves much more attention than the bloody art. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, God. I'm with you. I'm 100% with you on this. James. Hi. What have you been watching? Nothing. 
I have been watching nothing of note. Obviously, I had, I mentioned Jack Ryan, which is obviously embargo, so I can't talk a... about it. I have not oh, been so able to you, watch. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you have been watching Jack Ryan then? Oh, but I can't You're talk about it. straight into that. But I can't talk about but you, it. But you can talk about it. You can say Okay, I can it. say I've watched yes. some Jack Ryan. I've just done a whole uh, spiel about... This thing. Yes, I have not watched much of my eternal... Shame and Pain Foundation. Right. Uh, this is what James has not watched. This is what I've not watched. Just, by the way. Uh, and I just had to watch a bunch of, what are they called? The short things. Films. Those are the ones. No. The ones for Empire. I had what to watch a bunch of those short things. Uh, I had to watch, I watched Extraction 2 oh, yes. on Monday. I've got that on mine. The embargo yeah. of which I think has lifted. Oh, it will be by the time yeah. we go out in like six months' time. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I watched that, which is wild. Um, oh, is uh, it? Okay. Well, it's, it's essentially, I'm just I'm going to put in a film review here. It is three extraordinary action sequences glued together by something resembling a quote-unquote plot. Uh, so it's not what I would call narratively heavy, but the action in it is incredible at points. Mm. Like, genuinely amazing. Okay. Like, the kind of stuff like John Wick does that makes you, like, jaw on the floor, like, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. Uh, so the action is very, very good. Okay. Story, less so. Chris um, Hemsworth. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, yes, yeah. is back, okay. indeed. In fact, yeah. Idris is in that as well. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched Bird Box Barcelona. Not the sequel to Bird Box, but the Spanish language spin-off launch of a regional franchise. What? So the idea is we're going to have like Bird Box Margate, you know, Bird Box Lanzarote, (laughs) that kind of thing. And and this is the first of those. But it's embargoed, so I can't talk about it. Hmm? Mm. I said Bird Bird Box Marbs. Bird Box Marbs, yes. K may well be in that if it mm-hmm. happens. Don't look at that. You can't talk Don't about it, but you're reviewing it on the Empire Podcast. No, I'm reviewing oh. it in the Empire Magazine. Oh, in the Empire Magazine. Yes. I was, was going to say that it doesn't open for a while. Yeah. 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 Okay. A drop-in? This early in the podcast? What could it possibly mean? Well, you'll be unsurprised to hear that this is, in fact, a public service announcement about The Witcher. Now, Boyd and Kay are clearly cock-a-hoop that The Witcher is returning to our screens next week, and you should be too, because The Witcher is having its London premiere on the 28th of June, and you could be there. Now, Galantz, the book publisher behind Andrzej Sapkowski's excellent Witcher books, have given us two tickets to the launch event on the 28th of June, so you and a friend could come down and see The Witcher a full day before anyone else does. Uh, It's a viewing of episode one. It will be attended by the cast and creators. It is very exciting. But you'll also get early access to the Witcher Maze, which is a kind of pop-up event in London, including lots of in-world surprises, which I'm rather looking forward to seeing. But that's not all either, because Galantz also are putting up a complete set of Sapkowski's books, so you can read all about the Witcher's adventures as well. Now, I know what you're saying. James, I don't live in London. How would I possibly get there? Well, funny you should say that because travel to and from London is included in the prize up to the value of £150. Please do not get a private jet. Uh, And overnight accommodation in London is included as well. All courtesy of Galance, who you can follow on Twitter at Galance and, of course, Netflix. And you should follow their account at Witcher Netflix. Now, this competition is open for this week only. We will be picking a winner on Friday, the 23rd of June. To win this exciting prize, to come down and see The Witcher in the flesh, to enter, all you have to do is go on Twitter, follow us at Pilot TV Pod, and I would like you to suggest an episode of The Witcher for Kay to watch using the hashtag WitcherXPilot. So an episode of The Witcher, just the episode number or title is fine, just an episode that you think Kay should watch, your reason why, using the hashtag WitcherXPilot. Hope to see you at the premiere. Now, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Let's go to this week's guest. Should we do that? Should we go to this week's guest? Yes. Let's do that. Uh, you will recall 
if you listen to Pilot TV Plus, that we reviewed the new season of Black Mirror on there, specifically the first episode called Joan is Awful, which is not awful. In fact, it is brilliant and it is also slightly terrifying. But this one stars Annie Murphy as Joan, a person who comes home only to discover that, let's be honest, Netflix, although in here it's called Streamberry, has created a show of her life. Uh, now, Boydie sat down with Annie. You'll, of course, know her from the likes of Shit's Creek. Uh, and he decided to talk to her all about Joan is Awful. Well, I sat down with her on Zoom. You sat down with her on Zoom. So you may not have been sitting down. You could have been standing. Exactly. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. You were, you were just, yeah. yeah. So Boyd, in some form of repose, spoke to Annie Murphy about Joan is Awful. This is how it went. Hi, Annie. I'm Boyd Hilton from the Pilot TV podcast. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Annie. Thanks for joining us. I hosted an event on Monday with Charlie Brooker in London um, to talk about this new series of Black Mirror. And we agreed that this episode is the most meta, not only the most meta episode of of uh, the series so far, Black Mirror, but possibly of anything ever made. What did you, how did you feel about the script when you first read it? Uh, it, it broke my brain uh, a little bit, to be completely honest. I got the script and I didn't, when I said yes, yes, a thousand times yes, and signed my NDA to get the script. I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea what my role was, how big it was. And so I got through the script and my jaw just kind of like kept dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. And then I got to the last page and I was like, no, 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 we need to start this from the beginning again. Cause it's a lot to, it's a lot to digest. Right. It is a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did you did you speak to Charlie about like the whole the whole thing? Did you get to kind of chat with him about uh, you know the madness of the whole um, story? Yeah, we. Which I love about. I don't know if this is a specifically UK thing, but we were able to have a few days of rehearsing and chatting things out. And so Salma and. Kayla, who plays Source Joan, and I all got to kind of sit with Charlie and talk things through. And he was so sweet and just had his laptop open and was like taking notes. And um, he was so open to thoughts that we had and collaborating. And so, yeah, we got to kind of like, because we really did need to talk it out. We need we needed yeah. to really like say things aloud to get it straight in our heads. And I mean, because really, you're playing multiple characters, aren't you? In a way, you're playing a character, and you're playing yourself, and you're playing. You know, it's it gets gets. How did you kind of manage that uh, that process, or did you just kind of go into it and you just you just went for it? Well, I I started off by I think overthinking it because I wanted because I play myself, I I I wanted to kind of lean into my own mannerisms. And then I started like looking at myself a little bit too closely and getting really annoyed by how I sound and how I move my hands and that kind of thing. And so I just kind of had to like, let it go after a while. And um, I mean, the script is so good that I just kind of like followed along after overthinking it and driving myself nuts and, and it worked out. And it was, I mean, it must've been great fun working with Selma because she's essentially playing you in some ways and, and it ends up in the second half, you're kind of on a, a caper with her, aren't you really? Kind of the two of you are kind of going on this incredibly kind of thrilling, funny adventure. Yeah, it was so, so much fun working with Selma and she is, she's so up for anything. She's so up for goofing around. She's so smart and she's so observant and so nice which was really nice to find out. <laughs> yeah. um, and we had so much fun working together. And we genuinely, when we wrapped, we went up to Charlie and we were like, so we know Black Mirror is your thing, but if you are ever interested in writing a buddy comedy for us, we would l love to do that. So oh, wow. he didn't seem interested, but we're still <laughs> working on it. 
That's the British kind of, you know, understatement. He was he was playing it cool. Oh, was he? Okay. Well, yeah. that's that's good to know. Thank you. I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> what did you make of the whole one of the most extraordinary things about it, which I'd asked him about as well, was the fact that it to some extent it makes fun of of the idea of a streaming service of Netflix itself. Um, you know, in in it and the Netflix had no problem with that. They're absolutely fine with it. They had to give him the freedom to do whatever he wanted. They let him use the graphics and everything. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? I was actually like so genuinely happily surprised by them just kind of giving the like the logo and the sound effect and everything. It's very obvious who we're talking about. And so I was very impressed that they gave the the green light for that. And in this country, at least Shit's Creek is a Netflix phenomenon. Like well, that's how we got to see it in the UK. Um right. Netflix. So you're a Netflix star as far as we're concerned. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> okay. How when um had you, you you said you know you immediately wanted to, to 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 do it when you got sent the script, but were you aware of Black Mirror and of Charlie Brooker in general before this all happened? Oh, big time. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I've been a, a longtime fan of the show and uh, you know, it's haunted my dreams for many, many years, as I think it has done for many other people. And so I was really happy to find out that my episode was one of the more lighthearted ones, because uh, I'm a big giant baby when it comes to, you know, existential dread. And um... <laughs> so Black Mirror is really the show for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, whoo, dodged a bullet on that one with, with yeah. a little bit of a wild romp and, and more comedy involved. Yeah, it is one of the one of the most comedic ones I think so far, isn't it? In many ways, yeah. Yeah, I was lucky. Do you know about the others in this series? Because they are much more horrific, I have to say. But have you heard well, about them? Have you got to see them? I've not. I've not been able to see them yet. They're kind of under lock and key, I guess. But um, I have heard that Lock Henry is uh, deeply disturbing. Yeah. I, like I was actually warned by Jess Rhodes, who was one of the oh. EPs on the show, and she was like, "Maybe don't, maybe don't watch it." Cause it's a lot. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, but, uh, but yeah, it's, I know that I'm in for like, it's not, it's not a lighthearted romp for the rest of the no. season. I mean, what, beyond the sea, even more so I'd say, which was the one we, we, we screened on Monday. Well, I met Jessica there. Yeah. Beyond the sea is, is very intense as well. With um, That's the, the one with um, Josh Hardy. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm and it's interesting that this is so meta because I mean, Kevin can F himself, which was your, that amazing series you, you did is also that's, that was a series whose concept was extremely meta and kind of interesting. Is that something that is just pure coincidence or do you, is it kind of drawn to things that are that are clever and different and challenging? Let's not, let's say it's not a coincidence. Let's say that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, especially after Shit's Creek, I, which I had just, I had the best time on that show playing Alexis and um, but I really needed after six seasons to kind of prove to myself that I could do, you know, more than like this. And, uh, and so th those, these are two amazing things that came up that could, that really kind of pushed me in the more dramatic path. And, and with Black Mirror, it was just such an amazing opportunity to work with someone that I've admired for such a long time. And now he's a bud, which is so strange to say. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he said he 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 thought of you just by, just because he watched Shit's Creek like the rest of us and just thought you were brilliant and wanted to get you on board. Um, is that how you heard it as well? I mean, I, he's never said that directly to my face, but I'm glad. I'm. It's, it blows my mind to hear that he thought that. You said how much fun you have making Shit's Creek. I mean, it's become, I, I overuse the word iconic, but it is. It absolutely is. Did, um, has it changed your life? Has that doing that show changed your life? It's, it was like a full 180. Before, yeah. I was 
less than inches away. Like I, I had decided I wasn't working. I had no money. And it was just, I was like, well, the universe has screamed loudly that I, this is not the career path that I'm supposed to, to take. And, um, and yeah, it was literally the next day that I got the audition for shits and it completely top to tail changed my life. And what do you think? Why do you think it was so special? Can you put your finger on what, what it was about it that appealed that, that had such appeal and made it so unique and different to I think anything we there was nothing quite like it I don't think before. Well, I mean, first of all, I think that it was led by two of the most remarkable actors I've ever worked with, Eugene and Catherine, um, who set such an amazing tone for the show and how to treat each other and treat the crew and to, you know, enjoy your day and have fun with your job that you're doing. But I think that the show itself, especially given the the last few years that we've all gone through, um, kind of provided like a happy, safe, comfort place for people to go and nothing really goes wrong and um, everyone's accepted. And it, I, I, I have now learned after talking to people that that it's become just like a, a really comfortable place to kind of escape to. And you think, and your relationship, your your character's relationship with Dan Levy, Levy's character, and just your actual relationship with Dan Levy. I mean, that must have just been a joy to interact with him. Uh, it was the whole time. Yeah, it was awesome, and we like we kind of just hit the ground running as siblings. That like the day we met, it was just like we knew exactly exactly how to get you know under each other's skin and he, he like really was a brother uh, during shooting for sure i bet i bet thank you so much we've run out of time but thank you so much annie and congratulations on a brilliant episode of blammer thank you thank you so much that was moidy and annie murphy uh and i think we segue from that directly into this week's listener question which i sent to you scant minutes before we did this <laughs> yes. podcast and from the expression on Kay's face she did not look at but that's all good that's all good. This one comes from Paul McGinley, and he says, well, he actually starts with a kind of Barry question, but it's slightly spoilery, so I'll skip over that. But he says, for the post bag, my wife and daughter are about to start watching Love Island for the next six months or something, which means I have an hour per night to watch what I want. So I'm finally going to dive into the West Wing. Good man. If the pod team suddenly found themselves with four days and 19.5 guilt-free hours spare, what show would they binge for the first time or rewatch? Mine's quite easy, actually, because I have never, as you know, watched Game of Thrones. So I feel like I would use that time just to finally get it done. That's then, interesting. So yeah. is that is that your biggest, like, uh, the biggest hole, you would say, in your in the TV pantheon that you've missed? Um, uh, no, I mean, there, there are quite a few holes, if I'm going to okay, be honest, but okay. I'm just choosing... Because Beth had never watched The Wire and refuses to watch The Wire. There Terry yeah. also refuses to watch The Wire. Yeah, there's quite a few. Um, but I just went with Game of Thrones, so yeah. Okay, okay. I'd be interested to see what you think of Game of Thrones. So if you could watch the whole of Game of Thrones for next week's pilot podcast, that'd be great. Sure. I'll do it on the plane to Marbella. <laughs> you do it on the plane to Marbella. <laughs> on the seven-hour plane journey to yes. Marbella, you can watch all of Game of Thrones. Definitely. Uh, okay, good. So that's that's your one answer, as is your want. <laughs> uh, Boydy? Uh, I mean, the answer is the OA, obviously, uh, but we'll be getting to that in news. You'd so. rewatch the OA? I'd rewatch the OA, yeah. I haven't watched it again for about a year, at least. So, Do you um, do it semi-regularly? Semi-regularly. Okay. I think I've watched it probably... Why are you obsessed with it, in a nutshell? Six or seven times. I just think it's one of the best things ever on TV. Oh, and, um Seems uh, like a good reason. It's got particularly. It's one of those rare. I think uh, there's a there's a there's a uh, 
theory I have, which is built on my entirely around my own personal viewing habits, which is that I find it much more tempting to rewatch comedies than dramas. It's very mm. rare that I feel with a drama uh, I want to rewatch that. And um, whereas James is off, you know, rewatching all of these things on a constant rotation Absolutely. rotation basis. Um, but with the OA, is immensely rewatchable as well because this it's so kind of rich and densely packed with stuff going on that it's very pleasurable to rewatch it. At least it has been so far on the rewatches I've done. But but there's news on on that, so we'll get to that news. That's okay. the main news line of the day. Um, what I thought of I, when this is this is also part of my uh, name dropping um, fiasco that I like to do it on a regular basis. <laughs> Obviously, I did host the Black Mirror um, event on Thursday this week on Monday, two days ago. Yes, and the new um, exec producer of Black Mirror this year is a lovely a lady called Jessica Rhodes. And she was on the panel, and I was looking her up at what she worked on before, and she's produced loads of brilliant shows, including Sharp Objects. Do you remember Sharp Objects? Yes, yeah. I do. The fantastic um, adaptation of the Gillian Flynn novel. And I was talking to her about it, because remember, it has the most incredible use of closing titles. And I'm not or, spoil it. or the worst use of closing titles, depending on your point well, of view. Well, I think it's the best. Well, I think it's the worst, because you don't know it's going to be there, and if you don't watch it, you don't know how the story ends. But you do, we, well, but you do now, listeners, because we told you. <laughs> Carry on watching through, <laughs> yeah. watch the whole eight episodes, the eight hours it's like it's it. like Walking Dead used to do this. They would occasionally drop in a post-credit sting, and I mean once every few seasons. It's like people don't watch the credits ever. It's yeah. not a thing. But maybe they should. So maybe. No, but they shouldn't. And I hate it when Marvel now, does it as well. Nerds always watch the credits. I'm a nerd. I don't do it. Really? I turn off a second the credits. Think there might be there might be a post-credits. No, thing. because the thing is, it's not like when you're watching a Marvel movie, you're like it's going to be one, and you're watching a Fast and the Furious movie, you know there's going to be one. And also, you're sitting in a cinema, so you can kind of get away with it. When you're watching a TV thing, you're like, boom, I'm off, I'm out, I'm done. Do you know what I mean? You're left. You've gone. You've, you're in the kitchen. You're making a yeah. cup of tea. You're putting some Marmite on some Jacob's oh, well, papers. Doing whatever you want. All the different things you could be doing. Yeah, you really are listening. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying, you can't. Hear what you're saying. You can't then just and also if you can have a six episode show, you can't just could, stick a could sting you be going in one of them. Walk? You could or be going out for a walk. You could <laughs> be baking a cake. <laughs> baking a cake. Baking Any something. of these things. Baking something. Yeah. Anyway, I loved the audacity of it and the of the the way they use the closing titles, the end titles. And I said that to, to her to Jessica when I met her, and she was like, Yeah, it was amazing, an amazing move. Um and she talked about how, you know, they did it was dare a dare, very, very daring thing to do. But then she talked at some length actually about how brilliant that series is and how how talented everyone was on it it was great um, so I would suggest that it's an 8 hour it's an 8 episode 8 hour so it doesn't fulfil all your what was the number of hours that the listener wanted filled oh it was, it was like, it was, it was like 19, 19. I mean it'll do some of it but. yeah but I would have a go at um, Sharp Objects and I'm tempted to rewatch that that thing as well even though I know what happens in the end because I think it'd be really interesting to see to, to rewatch it knowing what happens in the end if you like so yeah I would go for that I actually want to watch um, Pulling as well Oh, yeah, pulling BBC Three with Sharon Hawkins. Yeah. One is this still first. available? Uh, I'd assume so, but when I assume anything, obviously it turns out not to be true. It's going to be on somewhere. You'd think it'd be on BBC iPlayer. Yeah, but then you'd think was. Home would be on yeah. uh, Channel 4 online or whatever the fuck it's yeah. called. And it isn't, so... Travesty. Yeah. The other shocking thing, of course, about Sharp Hodges to say is that the director, Jean-Marc Vallée, died died a couple of years ago so weird I, I mean yeah, yeah. so um, very sad but uh, just uh, in 2021 but the, but the programme itself is one of the best things he ever did he also did Big Little Lies didn't he series one I think oh yeah that's yeah. right yeah and it's got his oh, oh you know what she, oh, I just remember what Jessica told me about the um, he, that he that he got com- competitive editing done on it that he would get different editors to work on episodes at the same time to, to kind of see which was the better version oh it, wow so like edit like the great British edit off Right, yeah. yeah. And if you watch the show, editing, in fact, all of his stuff, 
um, like Big Little Lies and this particularly, it is all about the editing. There's loads of like flashbacks, flashbacks. Wait a minute, sorry, flash was that forwards. for? Is this for Sharp Objects? Yeah. And was this for individual episodes? Yeah. Because then doesn't it get so you don't have any cohesion then? Well, it's all, but it's it's a very fractured. The whole thing is a fractured narrative and a fractured um, kind of show. I'm not sure the detail of how many episodes each person was competitively editing on, but in general, that was the thing that he he, he liked to do. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Dog eat dog. Yeah, that's harsh. Okay, this that's a decent use of time. Thanks. It's different. I couldn't rewatch Game of Thrones in 19 hours. Obviously, it's about 70 odd hours long, so that wouldn't be an option. Though I would like to do another Game of Thrones rewatch. <laughs> of course, you would. Uh, that doesn't feel to me. Um, I have a list. Not that I prepared for this one, but I have a standing list on my phone of shows. Let's see. Hold that on. I need I to watch. Really? Let's see. Oh wow, he does. It's an IMDb list. No, no, it's a list. It's a little app I have on my phone that enables me to put it. So I have a list of books I need to read, films I need to watch, shows oh my gosh, I need to so watch. So you've added all the sleeves and the covers. No, no, he does it automatically. You just put in the name and it finds them. It's called Sofa. I'm not plugging it, but it's called Sofa, and Sofa, it lets me. If you want to sponsor oh, I us? I genuinely yeah. didn't know about this. Yeah, and so you can. I, I, I feel t- like he's I t- about it before, maybe. All the, I don't think I've talked about the podcast before, but this is how I organize. So if I'm like at a loose end, I think oh, I need to watch something, then I can consult this big old list of stuff that's on my to watch list. Wow. Nothing yeah, spontaneous about his viewing, so, remember? Right. So so things I would do if I had 19 hours. I suppose it's like last time when I got COVID, when one of you, I'm sure, gave me COVID. Uh, I uh, I watched all of Better Call Saul because that was, that was like a pressing thing that yeah. I felt I needed to watch. Uh, the Americans is a show I have never finished. Mm. And that, I feel, is an egregious oversight which I need to address. I really want to do a complete end-to-end Banshee rewatch. That's on my list, definitely. I've never seen Baptiste. That's on oh, my list randomly. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got that on there. Uh, American well, Crime the Story. Missing. Yes, The Missing right. First. That's also okay. on my list. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, American Crime Story. Never watched a single episode of any of the. And oh, that's not oh. true. I, we reviewed the most recent one, so I've watched an episode of that. Uh, but I want to watch but, the, the OJ, the first one. The which OJ I've never one seen. is a the masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So that's on my list. Yeah. Berlin Station. I started once, but and all of it, it's come to something... Sky, it's on Sky. It's come to Sky, hasn't yeah. it, recently? All of them, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's on my list, because people really like that. And I watched the first couple and couldn't get into it, but that might just be me. Mm. Billions is on there as well. You've so, never watched Billions? Oh, I've watched a few episodes here yeah, and there. Billions has gone on a long time, Yeah, that's it? the only slight thing. <laughs> it's a lot. I've got some slightly random ones here. I've started a Cracker rewatch, so I need to finish, uh, I need to finish <laughs> Cracker. I mean, that's classic. Yeah. What? There's nothing wrong with that. It's but... like perfectly, perfectly legitimate. Um, We've got an insight into what he's like as a teenager, though. You know, Cruel Summer has, uh, has I believe, returned in the States. Do you remember Cruel Summer? Yeah. About the girl in the basement? I was enjoying that, and I only watched the first couple, and I never pressed on, is so that's really been on returned? my list for a while. I didn't yeah. know that. Season two of, of Cruel Summer is, is airing in the States. I, I don't know. Is... I don't know. I just remember seeing, seeing it on the web that, that it had returned. Genuinely. Uh, that was on there. I never finished The Discovery of Witches. Let's be honest, I never will. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead is still on my list. That's... I mean, that's not going to happen because there's like a no. billion episodes of it. Uh, but that's on there. Uh, I would probably plough through For All Mankind because I am, I think, halfway through season two at the moment. So I'm picking up episodes every now. Right. Oh, that is something I have watched this week. I watched two episodes of For All Mankind. There you how, go. how much time was that guy had available? Because I feel like that's the length of this list. <laughs> it's in terms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing there. Uh, let me think. Is there anything else on here I wish to share? Lupin is on my list. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah you got to watch Lupin. I want to watch Lupin. Uh, I want to watch the rest of uh, The Magicians which I never watched the rest of, which is based on the Love Grossman books. I quite enjoyed that. The final season of Mr. Robot, I have still never watched. Oh, yeah, Mr. Robot was really good, yeah. Yeah, so um, quite a few. I want to do a re... Oh, I had on my list to do a rewatch of Spooks. That's never going to happen because, again, it's too long, but I quite wanted to do that. I feel like point. we need to get a viewing TV viewing sabbatical. Is that a thing? It does company? feel, yeah. I just feel like I need a couple of months off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so just check. Cruel Summer, by the way, is season two um, is landing in the US in June this month. Oh, so it's not landed in the US yet. 
It doesn't say the specific date. June the 5th. So literally... Oh, has so it has just, landed. Has okay, landed. but it's not come to the UK yet. It hasn't done, certainly hasn't come to the right. UK yet. And the interesting thing is it's a different case, as, as, okay. as I suspected. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah. separate um, story. Didn't feel like the other one necessarily no. would uh, continue. No. Um, also on my list, Yellowstone. I've never watched, obviously... I've watched the first episode of Yellowstone, but I've never watched beyond that, so I felt like I wanted to give that yeah. a go. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I have quite a few things on there. I mean, looking at it now, so many of these I'm never, ever, ever going to get to. But, uh, yeah, I have a list. I have a list. The list is life. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a list as well. Maybe you'll get a list as well. Kay will have a list, but I'll only ever have one thing on it. Uh, right, so <laughs> that was the listener question. If you have a question for us and you'd like us to address it on this show or indeed on Pilot Plus, which you can get now for the price of only two sorry malt loaves still, until, until still July. Still less than a coffee. Still less than a coffee. You can get several sorry malt loaves for the price of a coffee. It's quite impressive. Uh, anyway, uh, do send them to us at Pilot TV Pod on Instagram or Twitter or to me at James C. Dyer on Instagram and we will find your questions there. Right. Boydie, you said you had some OA news. So as we segue yes. now into the quote-unquote news section, otherwise known as things that may or may not have been reported on the internet last week. So, yes. you know... Apologies, guys. What, what, I mean, what's the word for news? Olds? Yeah, olds. Yeah. Olds. Chip, the yeah. olds Chip paper. Once yeah. was news. Yeah, once was news. Yeah. This yeah. was once this was news. news. The past. Yeah. 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 <laughs> A brief um, history lesson. But this is such good news that I feel it's like ongoing news that we can savour uh, during the okay. week or whatever. Since Bring it on, By Boido. the time this actually arrives yeah. in, your, in your listeners' ears, in our listeners' ears. Basically, Disney Plus has confirmed they will be showing the new limited series from the creators of the OA, Zal Batmanlidge and Britt Marling, in the UK in August and it sounds like because it's, it's on FX in the States it sounds like it's going to be roughly at the same time that it will air in the States it used to be called Retreat it's it's been recalled, called Retreat to this project um, known as Retreat in Lost Years but it's changed its title intriguingly and it's now called A Murder at the End of the World mm-hmm. which I consider to be a very interesting, interesting title it stars Emma Corrin, Clive Owen, Harris Dickinson, and Britt Marling herself. The first images have been released, which look like basically Emma Corrin's character, who is the lead role, kind of looking uh, scared. And then there's a shot of her next to Harris Dickinson. They're both like hooded, hooded vibe going on there. Um, but the description of the story is: it's a murder, it's a mystery series with a new kind of detective at the helm, a Gen Z amateur sleuth and tech savvy hacker <laughs> named Darby Hart, played by Emma Corrin, Darby and eight other guests are invited by a reclusive billionaire, Clive Owen, to participate in a retreat at a remote and dazzling location. When one of the other guests is found dead, Darby must use all of her skills to prove it was murder against a tide of competing interests and before the killer takes another life. So it's 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 the OA team doing a kind of sounding like a whodunit in a retreat somewhere. Bring it on. I mean, it's got everything you'd want. From any, from a project, yeah. Except the person who done it is going to end up being a psychic octopus or an internet of trees or Let's something hope like so. that. Yes, it's bloody well hope so. <laughs> um, I literally cannot wait. You look so excited. I'm so excited. Mm. The new thing, just the new thing from the geniuses behind the OAK is enough. But the description, the cast, the pictures, everything about it, and the fact. But the best news of all is that because sometimes we do have to wait for Disney Plus to get around to showing big shows that arrive in America months before, like American Horror Story, particularly that happens with True. to my to my to my great annoyance most years. Whereas Clearly, they've announced, no, this is a priority show. It's going to be available to UK viewers pretty much at the same time as it arrives in the States. And that is fantastic news. That's my news. That is good news. Yeah. Well done, Boydie. Thank you. Kay, do you have any news for us? 
Only that I have read the Brian Cox and Emily Blunt variety interview that I had mentioned on Pilot Plus because um, there was a video of Kieran Culkin um, having a very sweet interaction with Brian um, from behind the scenes of the shoot. And I have to say, it is great. So if anyone is interested in Succession slash Brian slash Emily, do check it out online. Um, highlights include Brian talking about people in LA pretending to be happy but are miserable, um, that he's bored of watching Succession, although he qualifies it by saying he prefers to be, do- you know, like the doing of it rather than watching it back. So, yeah, he doesn't yeah. watch it. He's said that before, hasn't he? And uh, lastly, the bombshell that the socks he was wearing says, um, I'm allergic to idiots, which I want. I want those socks. Those were the socks he was wearing. Yeah. That's, very, I don't know if he was joking about those, but um, I hope they're real. I mean, again, my theory that Brian Cox is turning into... Um, <laughs> He's turning into Logan Roy. Did you, did you Logan see Logan the video Roy. of him with Kieran? Yes, I did. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, yeah, we talked about that on it the... It was like it was Logan. we talked about that on Plus, I mm. think. Yes. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it was literally like they're both their characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, but I love him, but he, I think he almost admits that he's kind of absorbed some of, some of Logan Roy himself. But isn't he just like himself. a grumpy old man? Yeah, he is a grumpy old man. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily, right. you know... He yeah, what came first? The casting of a grumpy old man <laughs> as a grumpy old man or the casting? <laughs> yeah, but yeah it's very enjoyable so um, I would highly recommend reading it those things are brilliant I mean I know it's plugging another um, is it a rival it's not a rival to us no. it's probably a rival to Empire um, variety <laughs> I don't know it's fine it's, it's fine. fine but those actor on actor things yeah, are absolutely great. brilliant they really are like you'd think it would be annoying to have actors talking about no. no it's fantastic Yeah. and Emily Blunt I have to say Emily Blunt having uh, interviewed her at length myself is one of the most down to earth um brilliant people anyway so the two of them together is a brilliant match it's that those are the, that's it's who they match them with isn't it mm. that, that, that works really well but yeah yes indeed uh, any news from you James oh Treat Williams died which is really really upsetting Treat Williams who yes, played Dr Andy upsetting. Brown on Everwood he was in like Deep Rising bunch of stuff he's one of these guys who's been in so many things by all accounts a lovely man but uh, yes he very tragically died uh, at the age of 71 in a motorcycle crash oh, which gosh. is very sad mm. so any other news um, I have to say, I, I did almost completely forget about the news element because we were recording so far in advance. So I was very pleased oh, that the Brit- that the LA related news yeah, did drop this yeah. week. Um, Frankly, but... nothing has happened because we what literally did the podcast like two days you ago. Wait, 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 wait. Can I just say something? I you just realised like I'm, I'm letting you like you know rag on me for this. I'm not ragging on you. No. no, I know you're not, but you know, I think he El is. Belendio. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're just doing it one day earlier than we usually do it. One day. Yeah, yeah. It's a big so day. A lot happens. A big 24 what a hours. difference. <laughs> what a difference a day makes. I put it to you. Watch, take any season of 24 and you will see exactly what can happen in a day, okay? <laughs> okay, I've got more news. Here go we on. go. Here we go. By the way, I noticed you haven't given us any news yet. I don't think Treat Williams have died. Oh, yeah, Treat Williams. All right, okay. The first shots of BBC One's second series of Time. Do you remember the first series of Time set in prison with Sean Bean? Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, Which was brilliant. I thought, and Jimmy McGovern. It's it's anthology style. So the second series is set in a women's prison and has a brilliant cast of, let's remind ourselves, Jodie Whittaker... Tamara Lawrence and Bella Ramsey wow. wow which is a brilliant trio and there's a shot they've released a shot of the three of them um, as as female prisoners in this prison and um, Jimmy McCoven's uh, written this second series as well uh, Siobhan Finneran is in it as well oh from, I love yeah, her the brilliant Siobhan Finneran and from everything everything and particularly uh, Alma's not normal <laughs> I was only thinking of that of Happy Valley Yes, yes, of course. And she was in the first series as well, of course. She was prison chaplain in the first series, so she is back. Um, Sophie Willans in it as well from Amazon Not All, as mm-hmm. just mentioned mine. Judy Graham from Shetland and Lose. The cast is fantastic. And um, it's uh, set in the fictional high security prison, Carlingford. Um, 
the characters played by Ramsay Whittaker and Lawrence arrive on the same day to start their sentences, and then they get embroiled in um, hopefully not as horrific stuff as happened in the first series, but stuff that is very interesting. See, okay, but that sounds like I'm going to have to watch it. And time was very good, but also quite. A it was watch. distressing. Like, it was yeah, it was. It did was you actually sit grueling. through time? I didn't watch through every episode. No, but the ones I did I watch was the first. It was only three, wasn't it? Three yeah, episodes. Yeah. yeah, I think I watched the first two, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was it was a lot to deal with. It was one of the most. I found it one of the most distressing. Yeah, I'd watched. And you know how I much I enjoy it. distressing things. So yeah, you didn't. You didn't watch mm-hmm. it. No, no, I didn't. I watched one episode. And then it it was too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. That's what we laughably refer to as news. Time now for our second guest. And Boyd mentioned the OA recently, so it's quite appropriate that we have Patrick Gibson on the podcast, the star of Shadow and Bone, uh, who also, lest we forget, was in the OA. Uh, Now, Boyd, why did you speak to him this time? He is in Before We Die. This is the show, um, it's the second series of the show in which he plays the son of Leslie Sharp's character, who's a detective, and they are strange in series one. They, spoiler alert, they kind of they're back together in series two he's off on the run uh, but it's a big crime drama uh, adapted from a Swedish original and it's a big drama event on Sky it starts on Sunday running on five consecutive nights we reviewed the first season on this podcast I think we, we did review the first yes. season on this very podcast yeah. but I do ask Patrick about the OA you'll be pleased and to Shadow know. and Bone and I think I do even mention Shadow and Bone, especially for you. In fact I think I actually might even mention your name oh Excellent. no yeah. I look yeah. forward to it yeah. this is Boyd and Patrick Gibson. Welcome to the Pilot TV podcast, by the way. Patrick Gibson, how are you doing? Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm good. I'm uh, I'm actually just at home. I'm, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm in London, which is, which is nice. You've got a very kind of uh, straightforward, like photogenic background. Like, uh, yeah, I red- know. Look at this. You know, I'm just trying it out. You're my, uh, you're, you're my, my test guinea pig for this. Oh, okay. just, I was like, I know, because my background is usually quite chaotic. If this thing comes down, <laughs> you'll see the truth of... Uh, right. Of my life, so I like to, uh, yeah, this is keeping the illusion alive. But, yeah, uh, that's very calm. Everything together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very calming. We're talking about uh, Before We Die Series 2. Did you know, when did you find out there was going to be a second series, by the way? Because it was, was it kind of part of the whole deal to start with? It would, it would play over two series, or, or did that come later? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I know, I mean, because the original did too. Um, so we knew that there was the possibility for it but it was not um i think i was signed up for just one so um, okay yeah it was it was a really great surprise to hear that we got to continue the story i think um the first one set it up a lot of the relationships of which which were really interesting and uh yeah and then i think to have the opportunity to for, for the writers to then really take it to the next level uh in the second season was was really exciting yeah and as the second season begins you're in costa rica yeah. Now, now, yeah. Let me, now, let's let's shine some light on the mission. Was that actually filmed in Costa Rica, or was it in like Pinewood or something, something like that? You know, Costa Rica by way of Almeria, Spain. So, oh, yeah, okay. basically, I mean, there was talk about doing it on the beach in Brighton, and that, um, <laughs> really? yeah, I was like, I don't know how we sell that. Do I like put me in like a coconut bra or something, and then yeah, but it's the <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, does Costa Rica have a, have a stony, pebbly beach like Brighton? Then I didn't. I know, know, I know. Yeah, everything. There be a lot of a lot of close ups. And yeah. Just talk about like Jesus roasted, isn't it? Mm. Um, no, but yeah, we ended up getting to do it in uh, in Almeria in Spain, which was great. I think the just the, the vibe of the place, the look of it, and, and especially where the um, the production designers found those locations and stuff. Um, it, it felt really like Costa Rica. It was kind of yeah. Bad. 
Yeah, it does look lush. It has to be said. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was nice. Not gonna lie, <laughs> it wasn't a trial to be filmed. No, no, it I mean, it was roasting. We did have like okay. thirty-two degree heat, and we were doing um, this mad stunt sequence. Uh, and yeah, it was like everyone was like fanning each other and spraying each other with water and right. um, trying not to pass out with the heat. So yeah, and you have got. Um, let's face it, you've got fairly fair skin, haven't you? Fair, the Irish kind of. Uh, how was that dealing with the sun and the heat? I do. The- I kind of yeah. I don't. I, I don't tan. I kind of yeah. I immediately sort of just go into full lobster mode. So right. yeah, they have. There's definitely. I feel like. Uh, like a bit of a diva. There's always somebody following me around with an umbrella. Um, it's pretty, it's a bit ridiculous to be honest. I also just go very red immediately if I get hot. So yeah. there's uh yeah, it's, I, I mean, I think in real life, I don't think I'm fully cut out to be uh, an action hero in Costa Rica, but thankfully there's enough people around you to, uh, <laughs> to, yeah. to make it look like you're not yeah. dying. So we, I mean, yeah, because you are an action hero now. I mean, this the, in this first episode, without wanting to spoil it, there's a there's a big fight action scene. Where you, I mean, you're just going to the shops to get some pineapple, ostensibly. Yeah, but it's it's one of the most dangerous pineapple related trips I think there's ever been. Surely, definitely one of the most dangerous pineapple relation related trips I've ever had. Yeah, it was. Uh, I know it's kind of it's really fun actually how because Christian's kind of got the paranoia that naturally that you know has come from all all the experiences that he's had in the first season and. Um, they're very quickly validated uh, those fears by by what goes down in that first episode, and uh, it, yeah, it was really fun. You know, I think just to get to push it to that level, and he's had training at that point. You know, Billy, who's Vincent Regan's character, has shown him some stuff, and and he just knows the level of danger that is kind of imminent at all times, and uh, to get to see that kind of coiled spring suddenly get released uh and and get some action is it was yeah it was really fun and just i mean that was a quick turnaround like i think we had like two days maybe even a day stunt rehearsal and then we did it but those i mean those stunt guys were incredible they take a punch much better than i throw one and (laughs) they really sell it so yeah it was it was class when you're kind of know you're going to film like actiony kind of stuff do you have to get in the zone like is it is it different for filming like a normal sequence you know when you i don't know like when you're smooching with your girlfriend or whatever is it a very different challenge to kind of do that yeah they are different challenges (laughs) you don't want to get them mixed up that's for sure you don't end up snogging a stuntman by mistake right um but no it's definitely yeah, I mean, I think there is there's a bit of pressure because you you know that everything's kind of on a time limit and you really want to get it right and you want it to look good. I think a show like this, it really does hinge on on those elements kind of really selling. And and when you're on location as well, you've only got a certain amount of time to get it right. So there was uh there's definitely, yeah, you're you're in the zone. Um and with everybody around us, like the the guys who all the stunt team were so good, but there's definitely an element of danger. Like you also don't want to kind of get a broken nose or something. And when you say when they say action and you're actually doing that scene, it's pretty high octane. Like it's there. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, you got like live blanks going off, and yeah, um, yeah, you don't want to be standing in the wrong place when one of those guys is throwing a kick or something. <laughs> No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, just go back to the. I mean, obviously, it's a great premise. The show because you, you know you're with a girl who is the daughter of a kind of kingpin, 
woman, a head crime family, and you are the mm-hmm. son of a policewoman played by Leslie Sharp. It's such yeah. a great premise. But the, the thing that I loved about, I mean, I love Leslie Sharp. She's one of the greatest actresses, I think, of, of our time. Isn't she? So when you signed on, did you know that Leslie Sharp was going to be playing your mum? Or did, was that, did that come later? I did, yeah. That oh. was, I mean, that was a huge draw. That was, I mean, yeah, as soon as I heard that, I was, I've seen Leslie on stage a few times and, yeah, just to get the opportunity to work with her in, in such close quarters. And she's such, I think, from her theatre background, so she's just such a collaborator that that was really exciting getting to do that with her. And she was um, she was amazing. And did you watch the, the was it Swedish, the, the original show, I think? Is that right? Yes, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't actually watch it until after we'd done the first season. Okay. Um, but because, yeah, I'm always kind of hesitant to... Because there's kind of a fear that you end up doing like an impression of something. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I waited until after we'd, we'd shot it. And it was interesting to see the things that were similarities. Like, I think it really made me realize that the kind of DNA of a character, you sort of have to go quite far off it to, to be very different to the original. It was funny, yeah. And what's the Swedish version of you like? He's Swedish. Um, yeah. And he's a lot more handsome. Oh, come on. Um, he's a far better actor, but apart from that, pretty similar. Yeah, he was pretty much. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe any of those things. <laughs> no, he was brilliant. I, I, I loved his performance. He's amazing. In this series, like, so as it starts off, you're, you're on the run. You're being, you know, you're basically the target of, of assassins. Right? Which, yeah. uh, and you could be, I've only seen the first episode. Do, do you kind of get to go to any other locations around, you know, as you're just trying to avoid? The, uh, the assassins or do you kind of settle in one particular place? Yeah, we're pretty much, we're in Costa Rica. Um, mm. And then I wonder how much I should say really, because in that first episode, I'm trying to remember, do I go anywhere else? No, I think right at the end, maybe you're about to, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's pretty right. much, it's kind of contained still within Costa Rica and then the story back um, right. in the UK. Uh, so, but there's definitely a lot of, kind of high adrenaline chase sequence stuff. And I think they did a, a really nice job of modulating that and sort of, when I say high octane, it's not all just like sprinting away from the bad guys. And there's some really cool kind of uh, subterfuge and um, and yeah, just like a really interestingly told uh, escape room. We, we are big fans on the podcast of your previous work. I mean, Shadow and Bone, that you arrived in that um, in yes. season two, yeah. um, which, you know, huge big fantasy show. Was that fun? Was that fun to do? It looks like great fun to do that. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, that was so much fun. Um, such a great cast. And like, I think to come into something that's already established, you're always a bit like unsure, but just the level of, um, yeah, of that, of the production and, um, the whole art department and everything, like you fully get transported into this other world. It was, it was really cool. Um, and yeah, we were still waiting to hear if we, we go again. Yeah. Oh God, let's hope so. Yeah. 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 We'll see. And yeah. of course I, 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 I met you in, in once, um, an event, I think it was. And of course I started banging on about the OA. I mean, yes. For me, the OA is one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Let's oh, not, let's not was. How was, was that a life changing experience for you? That was, yeah. yeah. Like on a number of levels, um, kind of creatively in a way, definitely. Although I don't think any of us really knew what we were making at the time. Everyone just knew that it was incredibly fulfilling and, and felt very special. But 
you sort of didn't imagine anyone was going to end up seeing it. It just felt like something that we were doing for ourselves. But then also, yeah, just on like a personal level, I think being that a like I was quite young and working with um, with Brit and Zal, and, and they were just so kind of nurturing, and they they allowed us so much freedom and trusted us so much with with the experience. And interestingly, kind of on the converse side, like they because they couldn't tell us very much about the story because it was so secretive and they didn't mm-hmm. want to get out. They the OA kind of asked us to take this leap of faith and they kind of did the same thing and we're like, just go with us, <laughs> trust it. And uh and because of who they were and and just their amazing integrity, everyone was more than willing to be like, all right, let's go, let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was yeah, it was an amazing experience. And um I'm very excited to see their new show. Hopefully coming soon this year, I think. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. I had a, a, a very good friend of mine was was on it and um, it sounded, by all accounts, equally kind of mind-boggling and, and amazing to work oh, on. Wow. wow. Do you have any idea like what, how, where it was going to go after? I mean, I think the final, the, the, that final bit, which is one of the most audacious endings to a TV season ever, yeah. which of course you, I think, is pretty much the final shot as well, by the way. Um, did you have any idea where it was going to go after that? Did they tell you about it? I didn't at the time. Subsequently, I've kind of heard some stuff and it was pretty amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, there's, there's a mad kind of, I don't know. It's sort of because of where it ends in that season. And I've actually recently gotten weirdly obsessed with, uh, went through this book that was all about all these, um, kind of mathematicians and, and people who made early discoveries in quantum mechanics and stuff. This, Kind of multiverse theory and mm. um schrodinger and, and all of these guys and uh yeah it oddly feels like it entered into the real world in a way that i haven't had any other story do that so yeah it's always felt like this mad thing that kind of exists in a in a world out there which gave it some closure for me in, in a way like it right. the, you know it it whatever happened with that show felt very like that was what was meant to be and it was nuts though and we didn't know about any of that stuff like they didn't tell us that wow. was how it was going to end i just i remember yeah i remember reading that script and um seeing well, i won't give any spoilers away but seeing a certain character's name and being like what yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I, I was lucky enough to go on set, which is one of the greatest. I, oh, I bang yes. on about it constantly. Yeah. You, I remember we spoke about this. Yeah. 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 I think I'm the only journalist that ever went on set, I believe. I think. And um oh. yeah, and they and I spent the whole day with them and they Zal and, and they were like, you your cat Steve was like absolutely key to the whole thing. They they thought, you know, they really and his arc, you know, your arc was like the key to the whole yeah, mystery yeah. of the show so i thought it was fascinating yeah oh no i was just gonna say you're the steesiest journalist that <laughs> yet to meet ever so <laughs> thank that you is. <laughs> Thanks, always not the most fine yeah i'll try i'll try <laughs> um do you think there's a ever you know come back in some way shape or form i mean you know any any chance of any what do you think i really don't know no yeah. I don't, yeah i mean it would be really cool to see that just what they mapped out originally but um come to come to fruition but i don't know yeah i i it's, I've never, I mean, I haven't thought too much about it, but I, yeah. Okay. You don't think about it every day like I do, clearly. I mean, no, no, not, I'm not I'm obsessed not, with no, boy. No, <laughs> no one is obsessed. To be fair, me and my, my colleague James, my podcast colleague James, is also obsessed. So we did a joint interview with um, Zal and Brett after yeah, the show. Yeah. That. So we're both obsessed. Yeah. yeah. 
I'll move oh, on. Awesome. Well, thank you. No, that's really <laughs> cool. I, mean, I, I also, I'm being glib. I am kind of obsessed with you. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Just, uh, that's good to know. Um, and before, back to before we died, do you think? It, I mean, obviously, I haven't seen the ending of this series, and the original did last two six series, as you said. Yeah. Is this? Do you have any inkling as to whether this might go on? Would you be interested in going on? Does that spoil things if you admit that it could go on? No, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see it go on. I think. Um, yeah, I, I think there's so much scope. They've sort of given it so much juice in those characters um and and the conflicts feel very like they've, they've sort of um created them in the first season and, and now they're they're embedded and i think as as the show goes on like the, the circumstances that that happen and, and the journeys that those characters go through those conflicts get kind of more and more um ingrained and and it makes it so interesting when they come together especially like when the Mamichas and and um, and Hannah and stuff kind of do cross paths, so much blood has already been spilt, and and mm. there's so much uh, at stake at all times, and there's even kind of like an odd respect for each other, like an understanding that happens, even though they can never really see eye to eye. There's kind of, I think Hannah and Christian have gone to the depths of of uh, experience and and realize how far you will go for a family member and because of loyalty. Mm. So yeah, I'd love to see those, those characters continue and, and what happens, but won't give anything away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. And what about you? Would you like to do stuff? You do like to kind of make your own stuff. You like to write and kind of direct maybe your own stuff. Is that something that interests you? It's funny you say that. Yeah. I've, um, I've always been kind of hesitant to talk about it because Sometimes I feel like talking about things too early and kind of kill it, but I have been, I have been writing. Um, oh, okay. I've actually been sort of for the first, I've always wanted to, and I've always kind of dabbled in it, but for the first time in a while now, since kind of last year, I've been really enjoying it. It's kind of been giving me that same um, spark that the acting kind of does. And yeah, I really, I'd be really interested to make my own, my own stuff. Um, so we'll see. I know there's there's a writer strike at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm not in the WG. I'm not really officially a writer. So <laughs> while things are quite quiet, um, that's really been uh, been keeping the 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 kind of juices flowing for me. So yeah, I would love to write and direct. That's definitely definitely something I hope. To be on. TV thing? You think TV series or film or just? Yeah, it's interesting. I think mo- most of the things that I've been kind of doing have have started as like a just a story. Um, mm-hmm. And then I've kind of found the medium through figuring out the story. One of them is like a feature film and one was a short film. And then, yeah, an idea for, um, for a series, which, uh, yeah, which seems like such a behemoth of a task to undertake, you know, but yeah. I think, um, you know, these days you can, you can work on a pilot and, and then and have the rest of it mapped out, but as it stands up, yeah, I'm writing a feature which I'm which I'm really enjoying and uh and feels kind of exciting, but it's I don't want to speak too soon. Sure, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I'll give it to somebody else, they're like, yeah. this is <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, I look forward to seeing that. Seeing, uh, yeah, seeing yeah, well, I'll listen to you, Boyd. If, uh, Thanks if so much. Yeah. Cheers, Paddy. Thanks for joining nice. us. That's brilliant. Thank you. All the best. Let's move on to this week's reviews then. And first up this week. We've got Secret Invasion, the latest outing from the MCU stable, and this one puts superheroics on the back burner instead opting for a Cold War-style espionage thriller, only with, you know, shape-shifting aliens. 
Uh, so, who is going to tell us about Secret Invasion, or as I prefer to call it, Scroll Fucked? Um, I'm going to say, Kay, why don't you tell us all oh, about this one? No, I haven't watched it, as you know. <laughs> so, so is this the one you're blaming me for opening the door to this, aren't you? What, for Lydia? I am. I'm blaming you. You're blaming me. Yeah, yeah, I'm blaming you for opening the door to someone randomly. We're in full mutiny at this point. to watch. No, show. I, I'm not refusing. I, I ran out of time. Okay. Because I, I had a lot on this week. Um, I'm about to get a fly. I just couldn't squeeze it in. Mm. What, uh, what did you do last night, Kay? I was watching the other shows we're previewing, James. Oh, okay. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. And then, and then... A full interrogation. Like an app, yeah. yeah. And then I was a diva and I had a little bit of sleep too. What, what time did you go to bed? What? Um, I went to bed at 11 o'clock, which is late for me, and I got up at six to continue watching stuff. Wow. Yeah. All right. I don't know why I'm answering these questions, actually. Yeah. What are we doing? I mean, well, I'm just saying, look, Boyd and I both found time to watch two hours of Secret Invasion last night. Just, yeah. Oh, my God, I meant to say, have you caught up on Best Interest yet? <sighs> Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, I see what you did there. Boydie, Boydie, <laughs> please tell us all about yes, Scrollfuck. Well, no answer. Once I got through the absolute complexity of the multi-factor authentication system. Oh and, my gosh, and yeah. the thing you have to it's, sign. It's not that taxing. Oh my God, it, it, is, is. it, is. it is. I, I did log on. It is. It's fine. I mean, it, let's just say Disney has more than one. First of all, there's more than one way it's of watching their shows. It's a lot to deal with. Their big shows have this... Oh my God. Is this what we're going to do? We're, just, we're going to review the two-factor authentication. It, well, James, it's, a, it's important. It's, I mean, as reviewers, complex. it's an important part. For obviously listeners, no one gives a shit because it's easy for them to watch. Anyway. But it can be, you know... Yeah, I was trying to give Kay more reason to not watch it, but there we go. Once I made it through all that, it's, I'll tell you what's interesting about Secret Invasion is that it is... It starts with the clunkiest exposition burst of anything I've seen in a long time like it basically um, Martin Freeman's character sits down <laughs> sits down with this with the other character and they just chat about the story and the storyline and where we are in this and where to position this story in the Marvel Cinematic Universe stories that have got preceded it and then as if that's not enough when Samuel L. Jackson arrives um, uh, he, he engages in another long bit of exposition with another character explaining what's happened to him in recent times so I was thinking like you could have just started with a recap maybe, you know, of the things that we need to know once we begin watching the sheep, this show. Because I have to say, if Kay had watched this show, Kay, listeners, you may not be aware, I would say it's not the most avid <laughs> consumer of Marvel Cinematic Universe Absolutely not. stuff, films slash television. I might get into it at some point. Right. But you, I think you would have been fairly mystified as to what the fuck's going on in this show without a kind of minimum, you know, few minutes of reminder of, of or even discovery of what's going on in this world. Once you get past all that, and once you get past the fact that um, there's a certain amount of, shall we say, clunkily obvious um, stuff about, you know, kind of analogies and uh, metaphors of a group of people, the scrolls, who are being treated in a certain way and are rebelling against, you know, the mainstream. You could call them a race, if you like, uh, against the mainstream society uh, and the world, in fact. And they're very, very angry for various reasons. Then I, I really enjoyed it. I have to say, I really enjoyed it. And it might be because the fact that, like, the cast is astonishing. So as well as Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury, who's effectively the lead, Ben Mendelsohn, um, as the leader of the Scroll sect, is fantastic always. Kobe Smulders is in it as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. She's fantastic. Martin Freeman's back. Kingsley Benadir from the OA, for fuck's sake. True. I may have mentioned the OA, is there as the leader of the Scroll yeah. rebellious slash terrorist group and is just brilliant. At brilliant Emilia league. Clark from Game of Thrones. Emilia Clark is in it from <laughs> Game of Thrones. Dermot Mulroney plays the President of the United States. Olivia fucking Coleman is in it as yeah. a British, as a kind of, I, th- I loved her scenes with, with um, oh, she's amazing, isn't it? 
She's yeah. amazing in it. Absolutely brilliant. Dom Cheadle is back reviving his, yeah. his role. Um, and he's now like uh, an advisor or something. I don't know. Anyway, Richard Dormer, <laughs> by the way, I didn't even got around to him. That's right. Also from Game of Thrones. It is unbelievable, the cast. Yeah. And the production values are fantastic, as you expect from all. It's, well, actually, some Marvel shows have been, production values have been less than amazing, I would say. Some, but they, I mean, they all have a decent amount of they money have a on decent screen. Amount, but yeah. this looks pretty great, I thought. Yeah. And there's an action sequence uh, towards the end that I thought was pretty spectacular um, and scary and very well done. It relies heavily on the idea that the scroll are, are shapeshifters and can adopt, um, can, can look like the other characters. Yes. And so it's got that kind of body snatcher thing, mm. shapeshifting thing, that we've seen many times before, but actually it is quite an effective use of it in the show. So I actually really, really enjoyed this. Mm. It's kind of, it's very different from really anything they've done before on the small yeah. screen. I, th- I think it shares DNA with, I guess, Winter Soldier and Black Widow, if you're looking at films, yeah. in that it's a kind of paranoia-soaked, uh, suspenseful thriller, like an espionage thriller, a Cold War-feeling yeah. espionage thriller. It's a very different vibe. Uh, and I, I thought I thought it was, yeah, exactly the same thing. It, but I was watching it, I was thinking, this is an odd one, because it's not for kids. No, no. At all. For a number of reasons. Not least all that someone literally gets their finger cut off. But uh, And it's quite graphic. But also, it's it's quite knotty and plotty and convoluted. Mm. Plus, there's a lot of chats. It's very chat-based. There yeah. is, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's big action in there as well. But there's a lot of discussion of conspiracies and theories and plots and politics and immigration status and all of that stuff that kids really enjoy in their shows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I, you know, I like the idea of it. I like the idea that, and we see a bit of young Fury in it as we did in, in Captain Marvel. I like, I like the idea that the Skrulls came to Earth and Fury promised them that in exchange for their assistance with S.H.I.E.L.D., he would find them a new home. And so it's about broken promises. Mm. And it's about asylum seekers, essentially, feeling that they've been forgotten, feeling that they've been marginalised, feeling that they've had promises broken to them. And they are then you know, in a state of desperation, which has led to a kind of revolt. Hence the conspiracy, where this faction of Skrulls is dissatisfied, shall we say, with how they've been treated. Yes. Uh, so, you know, the, the real-world parallels... Better than yeah, yeah. The real-world parallels are not what I would call subtle. No, that's... But, yeah, but, but they resonate, yeah, right? And it yeah. feels real. And also, it's kind of cool because they're shape-shifting aliens. So if you're going to do, you know, a conspiracy thriller, who can we trust? Who's a spy? Who, I mean, mm. if they can be anyone, it adds an extra layer to that. As you said, the kind of body snatchers feel to it. So, yeah, I, I thought it was a really interesting change of direction for mm. Marvel's TV stuff. Yeah. Like, it feels more ad hoc. I mean, it would be really, really reductive to say that this is Marvel's Andor. It isn't. <laughs> like, not least of all because it's just not as good as Andor, but it's actually a lot better than I thought it would be. Uh, I had mm. slight concerns about Secret Invasion, but actually from the first two that I've seen, I'm feeling pretty positive about it. Yeah, but I do so. think a lot of kids are going to watch this and go, what oh. the hell is going on? Yeah, it's definitely not for kids at all. Yeah. No, but that's what but I neither really was Moon Knight it. in some regard, because Moon Knight was quite violent. Yeah. yeah, completely, yeah. Even if it was easier to follow. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this is you know, this is like an adult, is, is, a, is an adult piece of quite sophisticated stuff. Yeah. yeah. And um, sophisticated stuff. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, and I, and I really like the fact that it, that it is kind of like, it's more, everyone said about Winter Soldier that it's like it's a bit like the Marvel's version of a yeah. paranoid 70s thriller. This 100%. really is. And like this really is, yes. Like that, with nearly, yeah, that nearly I mean, as much yeah. as it could be, yeah. it's still a very mainstream. Big, yeah, and it big, ends with great big boom, yeah. fighty fighty helicopters. Right. So, whereas this does feel genuinely different. And if you're going to keep doing Marvel shows on TV, and why wouldn't yeah. you? Then at least make them different. And this does feel very different <laughs> tonally. Yeah. I thought the banter between Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn was great. Like they have a lot yes. of stuff where they're doing stuff together, and they just kind of 
riffing. But that, that was really yeah. smart because also it it kind of underscores the fact that they've known each other for literal decades at yeah. this point. Like yeah. you wouldn't, none of it you've seen on screen, but they've been friends since the nineties. Right. So they would be yes. very close. Yeah, and, and you that, see that there. That's very well handled. Which is good. I thought. Yeah, I thought uh, it was really good. Yeah, yeah, great people, great show. Really enjoyed it. Okay, you missed out. There you go. I know. You chose Maybe poorly. I'll catch up. If I can log in. If, if, if you can sort out the two-factor <laughs> yeah. authentication, you yeah. will log in. There you go. That's an endorsement. Uh, Secret Invasion, a.k.a. Scroll Fucked, which lands on Disney Plus on Wednesday. Right. With the first two episodes, I believe. Yes. Drop it once. Yes. Next up this week, we have The Change on Channel 4. Uh, this one is written by and starring the excellent Bridget Christie as Linda, a woman who discovers she's going through the menopause and decides to hop on her old Triumph motorbike and head off to the Forest of Dean. As you do. Okay, was this a triumph or did it make you want to go and live in the woods? I enjoyed this immensely. I wasn't sure because, as you said, so um, Bridget Christie plays Linda. She, when we find her, she's having her 50th birthday. You can tell that her life is like, I mean, she, her kids are kind of unappreciative of her. Her husband, when he um, makes a speech, it's all about her being a mum. And, you know, like she's just taken for granted. That's very, very clear from the outset. And she's basically like, everyone's dog's body and she's become quite boring with it like as her sister attests you know she's played by uh, Lisa Tarbuck and she's just very bored by Linda's work stories etc and what happens is as James said she goes to the basically she goes to the doctor because she's had like symptoms of memory loss anxiety rage she thinks maybe she's got the early onset of like dementia or something but actually it transpires that she's got the menopause and then she has like this epiphany where she's like what am I doing with my life she has made a note of all the time she spends looking after everyone and she suddenly decides she's going to reclaim that now I think this could very easily become very sort of overly earnest or preachy or saccharine but actually it was none of those things it felt very real um, slightly left wing in places she goes as James said on her bike to the Forest of Dean I think it's because um, Bridget Christie the creator of this isn't she from the Forest of yes. Dean yeah uh, so she has an attachment to it and she meets all these really interesting characters and I just I just really like this first episode I've only watched one Boyd I know you've watched more mm. but it just it was it surpassed my expectations and I thought it was really good and it also so raising awareness of an important subject. Yeah, when this was first announced, um, which was quite a while ago, actually, we've been waiting quite a while for this to arrive, um, I thought, oh, I, I really like Bridget Christie. She's a brilliant stand-up. And she she did a whole show, one of her whole stand-up shows was kind of about having the menopause and how it affects, obviously, half the population and how it's not talked about enough. And it was very much focused on that whole idea of what it means and how it affected her personally, etc. And I thought this comedy was going to be about that essentially and it's called the change but it kind of isn't in a way it's 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 obviously huge part of about that the main character Mm -hmm. is clearly going through the menopause and that is an issue and she realizes that when she has the brilliant meeting with her doctor in the first episode who's kind of got this kind of very blunt (laughs) way with her he's Um, funny i like he's really funny Every, every the whole cast is brilliant by the way and i'll go through them in a minute um but what I didn't expect, and is the is the Forest of Dean element, because what actually it's about is someone changing their life, and the change is as much. Obviously, it's the phrase for having the menopause is colloquially known as the change, but it's about without wanting to sound too, too cheesy, 
her suddenly realising she sat there watching her husband play brilliantly by Omar Jalili, making her birthday party all about him. Yeah. Um, of course. Um, deciding, fuck this for a laugh. I'm just going to go off, leave my family for a bit and do what I want to do. It's a reclamation um, of self. Yeah. Not only that, but go to a particular place, the Forest of Dean, where there's this quite eccentric community of people who've been there a long time and have kind of, you know, like, you know, treat her like like the proverbial, you know, character walks into the bar and everyone's like looking at like the American way from London. Like kind a townie. Of, the folk, yeah, the townie in, in, the, in the countryside, etc. But the, the eccentric characters are so funny and interesting. Like there's a radio station in a cafe where you just walk in and sit there and there's like one woman who's a DJ who's being all mystical and wellness and all of that. And then there's another guy who's really furious and is against <laughs> all the wokeness that's going on. And you just sit down at the mic and do your your bit while everyone's sitting there having their having their tea and coffee and how many episodes have you um only watched? two only two so all of the and and that you know all of these characters characters played by Susan Lynch Tanya Moody Jerome Flynn's in it Paul Whitehouse there's a brilliant Paul Whitehouse character <laughs> oh my God. arrives in episode one as a creepy you know kind of what's his seductive would be seductive creepy old guy but she deals with him so brilliantly she dispatches him it's in hilarious. such a perfect way it's a brilliant um a sequence. And so for me, it's like, get to that bit, which is about halfway through the first episode. If you're not hooked by that sequence and that interaction between her and Paul Whitehouse's mm. character, and he's brilliant in that in that role, then you know this is or isn't for you. It's totally for me, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Monica Dolan, I haven't finished the cast yet. Jim Halleck is the guy, the angry guy in the on the radio, going on the radio. It's got a great cast, but I, th- I just love the whole premise of it and and was surprised about the extent to which it really is about her finding this community of weirdos slash eccentrics however you want to put it some of them are weird Kate (laughs) you're definitely supposed to think some of them are weird Um, uh, so yeah it's great it's really good and this is the first dramatic thing she's written as well Well, I think it's a comedy James yeah yeah (laughs) well no when I said dramatic I mean obviously she writes a stand up show sorry so scripted this is procedural that she's written Uh, no it's the first scripted thing that she's written yes Yes. Uh, correct it's really 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 good I think the reason why this lands so well is A she plays it brilliantly Mm. but the writing's incredibly sharp and the jokes are genuinely funny as you would expect from a stand-up but it's it's it probably made me laugh within I think the first three minutes or something yeah. which and I immediately put down Twitter and was like oh I need to pay attention to this this wow. is genuinely I mean, funny that's, that's big <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, that's, that's I was like oh I need to give this my full attention but yeah it's yeah. really good it yeah. is really good I thought it was uh, I thought it was delightful it does go into slightly weird territory I think that's that's definitely true once we get to the forest of Dean mm. um, where is the forest of Dean I don't know near Dean <laughs> <laughs> What it's is in going? Gloucestershire. That's it's in it. Gloucestershire. There we go. Okay, there we go. Less interesting than I thought. Well, that is the West Country, isn't it? Oh, Hang on, Kay's now going to Google where is the West Country. Let's move on. Yeah. The change then, which comes to Channel 4, when, Boydie? Wednesday. On Wednesday. 10 o'clock. Finally this week, we have I'm a Virgo. A show that may catch you rather off guard, I think it's fair to say, if you're not already a fan of Boots Riley and haven't seen Sorry to Bother You, uh, which is his utterly deranged kind of surreal comedy film. Um, needless to say, he pulls no more punches here than he did there. This uh, He's constructed an absurdist comedy series about a 19-year-old called Cootie who happens to be 13 feet tall. Uh, Boydie, what did you make of the giant mutant teenager? <laughs> Oh my god, it's a lot, isn't it? This one. Have you seen? Sorry to bother uh, you. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. Boots. I mean, Boots Riley is one of the most interesting. 
creators of stuff out there. To say he I has mean, a distinctive style would yeah, be another statement. He has a distinctive style. He's a radical, in, in all senses of the word, um, filmmaker. Like he is properly kind of left wing to the point. He's a, he's a, a socialist, which in America is quite a rare thing to be. He's a very staunch political campaigner. Um, it took him a long time to get uh, his film off the ground. You know, it was only a few mm. years ago. He's been working. You know, he's, he was a part of a band and everything. He's an incredible figure, fascinating figure. And this is as that film was mad in in a brilliant way. It was you know fascinating. Um, I think this is madder though for me. And I knew the the so the premise is as James alluded to the fact that this is this thirteen foot tall man, but he's really a giant. Yeah, I think what you have to he's what, not what, just wait tall. A minute, wait a minute. Yeah. What did you think? Like, well, no, but thirteen foot. Like, twice it could be twice as tall as as a. Oh, but, he, yeah, he's yeah, not just he's like huge. a basketball player. Yeah. He's an actual giant. Right. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yeah. You right. don't, exactly. yeah. <laughs> he, he, and he's so supersized. But right from birth, so you, you see him as a baby, and he's this grotesque, <laughs> massive outside, baby, massive yes. baby. Aww. He's brought up by his aunt and uncle. So the interesting thing is, his aunt and uncle keep him away from polite society, from society. Yeah. Um, hidden away in their house, which is kind of destroying as it goes older because he's so big they can't control him which is a bit like that Channel 4 series wasn't it you know about the 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 father who kept his kid yeah. away oh, yes. do you remember yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, after the mother died yeah. yeah it reminded me a bit of that in that in, in, in that but but this is much much wilder and insane um then by the time he becomes a teenager he's 19 he's played by Jarrell Jerome who was fantastic in when they see us the Netflix drama that came out a couple of years ago he was in moonlight etc and then it becomes a quite heartbreaking thing. I found it really. It's kind of. It's, it's a comedy ish, but I mean, you can you can debate. You know what genre the fuck it is. It's just a unique thing. Isn't it? Yeah, it's just, I, it, it's, yeah. It's hard to. It's definitely it's a, comedic. Yeah, but but and deeply surreal. Deeply surreal. I found it quite a lot to do. I found it quite moving and in, in and which I wasn't expecting and also quite disturbing in a way because the idea that this guy obviously so again this is analogous to racism in general you know yeah. that what's it like to be a black person in America and to walk the streets and to be treated differently by people you know by society by your peers etc um, and it really but it, the device of having this kind of grotesquely large figure living in normal size mm. society and and having been kept away from them and not knowing how to behave so there's also a lot of weird social interactions doesn't know how to socially mm. interact with people and it's odd and, 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 that, and he's treated kind of as a freak by others all Although, quite soon, even in episode one, he finds a group of friends who are sympathetic Which towards him. Which I really him. like that. Yeah. yeah. And there's a, there's a woman he meets, a fast food joint, who's, who's immediately like fascinated by him. And, and in the end, it's like, actually, he's treated rather nicely. It's kind of sweet, the way he's dealt with towards the end. I mean, there is one guy, like one drunken guy in the first episode who kind of tries to attack him because he's... A, oh, you're he's always going to get one prince. You're always going to get one. But it's kind, of a, it's kind of interestingly how he is accepted quite quickly as opposed to the fears of his the people who brought him up. There's a lot going on. It's brilliantly done because t on a technical level, you know, the, the, you, you really believe this guy is a massive guy, a giant among normal-sized people, so to speak. So it looks amazing. It's, it's, it's handled brilliantly by um, by Boots Riley. And Jarrell Jerome is fantastic in the lead role. Walton Goggins pops up. But there's this weird superhero element as well because he's mm. obsessed with comic books and superheroes. And Walton Goggins plays this guy who writes about superheroes and then becomes a superhero or I something. I get that element of Yeah, I mean, well, who the fuck's going to get it? I mean, it's just weird. Yeah, it's... It, <laughs> it's Everything that happens is weird and surreal and bizarre. But it's got a really... 
interesting tone, which 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 it shares with Boots Riley's with the film that Boots Riley did. Sorry to bother you. And it is really unpredictable and odd and freaky. And you have to acclaim it for that. It has you know it has to be given kudos because it's complete. It's, it's, you'll have never seen anything. It's like the most this. original thing on television. It's I the, think like, it's fairly safe to say. Yeah. Yes, James has said it all that. It's the most original thing on television, and it's on Amazon Prime. It's on Prime Video. Yeah. For fuck's sake! It's not like you know they've they've got out gone out of limb here. It's one of these things where people like some people will violently take against this, yeah. and I think that's fine. And I think Boots Riley is absolutely fine with that as well. Uh, but it almost has to be experience. Kate, Kate, this strikes me as the kind of thing that you would either really like or violently hate. I enjoyed it. I, I agree with everything Boyd said. I think it was moving. And I think Jarrell Jerome did a, a great job of portraying, like the fact that he was being kept away from the world and just like was so like he so wanted to be a part of it, but was so sort of brainwashed to think it was a dangerous place, or not necessarily brainwashed, like protected by his family. Yeah, but it's also um, interesting the way that he's like, yes, I've heard that obviously you need to get a job because if you don't have a job, the police send you straight yeah, to jail yeah, yeah. if you're black. Mm-hmm. And this is this is quite an yeah, interesting way of brilliant. looking yeah. at society through the eyes of someone who's never actually witnessed it but has heard about it. Yeah, mm, yeah. So um, no, I did enjoy it. <laughs> There you go. That was minimal. <laughs> a detailed breakdown there from Kay. I, I don't did you watch this one, Kay? Or was this another one you I didn't did. have time for? You cheeky oh, shit. Yeah. I did watch it, but I just, I just don't believe in wanging on. Oh, when uh, that was aimed at you, Boydie. No, no. It's aimed at you. I've come Boyd the said it so comprehensively and well. I was like, why? what's the point of me then just re- repeating everything he said? Um, AKA your list of shows. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> I was worried about you, James. I thought you might find it too distressing. I didn't find it distressing, particularly. I know what you mean. Like, it's it's got a lot of hard-hitting stuff, but I yeah. think the absurdist nature of it keeps the tone mm. quite light, even when it gets into slightly uncomfortable areas. It's just batshit, though, isn't it, really? Ultimately, yeah. is what it comes yeah. down to. And I think, you know, it's it's not... I mean, I, I sorry to bother you, I thought it was an incredible film, but it's not really for me. Uh, and it's the same with this. Like I, I applaud the fact that Boots Riley makes his stuff and he has this unique vision and he's allowed to... He's been allowed to essentially make this show the way yeah. he wants to make it. Yeah. And I think people should watch it just to sort of see this type of storytelling and to, to see what he's trying to do. But yeah, I can't say it's it's my my preferred type of television, but it's, uh, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm a Virgo then, which lands on Prime Video. When does it land, Boydie? Uh June 23. What day is that? Is that Friday? <laughs> June 23. <laughs> this is how we do this now. Uh... <laughs> That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, Friday. 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 <laughs> lands on Friday. Okay, so what else is out? Oh, there's quite a lot this week. And just like that. Oh, yes. yes. Bring it on. Yes. Absolutely not. Bring it <laughs> absolutely on. Absolutely not. That we weren't given screeners for uh, is the reason. We Which would have always, absolutely... Always worrying. Well, no. I think big HBO stuff even, um, they often don't send out in advance. Really? I don't know. It's like they don't need to in a way, do they? This this huge no. returning Everyone is talking thing. about it, so yeah. But yeah, everyone will watch it anyway. So that starts on Sky Comedy. Uh, not Sky Atlantic, Sky Comedy. I find that weird. Well, it is a comedy. Is yeah. it a... <laughs> Well, it's, it's trying to be. On Thursday, uh, Thursday the 22nd, um, what else is there? There is Ruby Speaking, which is the next oh, ITVX yeah. comedy Yes, in that slot. The Count, the Count 
Jade Adams. Yes, singing. which we were talking about on Pilot Plus this week. Yes, that's, that is Jade Adams, um, her thing that she's created, her own sitcom set in a Bristol call centre. And we will be reviewing that, as you say, on Pilot Plus. There's a thing called Glamorous that starts on Netflix on Thursday, which starts talking of Sex and the City. Kim Cattrall is in it. And that mm. is about a, a young, gender non-conforming man who finds himself stuck in a rut when he lands a job for the legendary makeup mogul and former supermodel Madeline Addison, played by Kim Cattrall. He gets he changes his life so that's that could be interesting uh, Dr. Death comes to Channel oh, 4 oh yeah Dr. Death yeah. Now, this is a show that you yes. maintain we have reviewed on this podcast well, before I have no recollection Dr. of it Dr. Death has definitely been on it was on it's on Lionsgate Plus formerly yes. known as uh, Stars Play yes. and it's definitely been on Stars Play for like years okay and then we came so you're out. saying we may have reviewed it in the past I think we, we either reviewed it fully or I just right. did it myself okay um, but yeah because that stars one of Kay's famous people favourite people in it from Dawson <laughs> Street you know <gasps> Joshua Jackson yeah Joshua Jackson yeah there she goes, Ooh, the special, that. which I mentioned last week. I want to watch it I banged it on about it last week. I'm going to get a crying headache, but I want to watch it. Yeah, you will get a crying headache, but it, you've got to watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a what? A crying headache. headache you know, when you crying like, too much. Yeah, when you, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory, but you know, when you cry, <laughs> when you like, yeah. you know, when you weep or cry too much, then your head starts. I guess okay. James isn't enough at home with his emotions. No, 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 I, no I, I mean, you know, yet to I've, shed a I've, I've never had a crying headache. Arid, that's why we call him Arid Dyer. Do you cry when you're watching? Uh, oh, all emotions, the time. Yeah, all the okay. time. Oh, well, mm. watch there she goes. Mm. Yeah, I've never had a headache from doing it. So, okay. but you know, well, you might do. With this well, one. have you really cried then, James? <laughs> <laughs> BBC Two Wednesday, nine o'clock. The there she goes. Hour-long special. It is absolutely brilliant. Litvinenko is on ITV One this week. Ooh, it, we yep, did, that was good. Yeah, that we did cover that. I think. Well, at least again, I did when it came out on ITVX. Was late- it on BritBox? No, ITVX. Oh, right. Yeah, that was one of the early ITVX kind of, um, yes. like the first week. We, yeah, it was, the first yeah. week. Yeah. Um, that starts on, uh, that's on ITV Monday to Thursday, and there's a documentary about the real Litvinenko as well. There's a Portrait Artist of the Year special on Wednesday, because oh, a big fan of that I show. Oh, I love Portrait Artist Celebrity yeah. versus Kids special, mm-hmm. in which celebrities are going to paint alongside primary school pupils. Uh, there you go. The new series of Not Going Out, Lee Max, quite funny sitcom that will be like literally quite funny. James's, I mean, couldn't imagine anything worse for James. It's a fairly broad sitcom, but that's been going on for years. 13 seasons series. Oh, wow. Not Going Out. Can you believe it? Uh, it's true. That might be it. Unless it's oh, there's a lot on. on. There is a lot on. Speaking of which, what topic of the week? Instantly forgotten what, okay, we've what done. we just reviewed. The change. Of, of the shows that you watched, Kay, which is your pick of the week? <laughs> Best interest. No, uh, the change. Yeah, I'm going to say the change as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay. What about I, you? That's a tricky like one, actually. It, they're, they're good. It's it's it's, good it's either the change or secret invasion. I think it probably depends on your on your personal preferences. Choose if you the are. change because then we're unanimous. All right, I will choose the change Hurrah. because also it's, it's something something interesting and different. Whereas Secret Invasion is a yet another Marvel show, though it is a good one. Right, okay. Oh, the right the, the righteous gemstones is back as well this week. I just realised other things that I forgot to mention because I haven't got my copy of the magazine in front of me. That's okay, the there's also um, the the second series of Before We Die, which is the Channel Four crime drama starring Leslie Sharp and Paddy Gibson. And I interviewed Paddy Gibson for this very podcast, and that starts on Sunday next Sunday, and it right, goes across four five consecutive nights. It's a big genre event. Okay, that is it for this week's show. We are done. We are out. We are finished. If you enjoyed it, please do head onto Apple Podcasts or Spotify or something else and leave us a five sorry malt loaf rating. Uh, also, if you'd like to follow us on social media, we are at Pilot TV Pod as well as at K Rivera, at Boyd Hilton, and at James C Dyer. Uh, please do come and see us on the 19th of August. 
kingsplace.co.uk slash pilot250. Book your tickets now. I do not know how many malt loaves you could buy for the price of a ticket, but it's not that many of them. Uh, on next week's show... Now, okay, so we're going to have a thing now. Next week sees... The Return of the Witcher. Of course. The Return of Jack Ryan. Of course. Oh, no. It's like a James special. It's going to be amazing. Hijack's on. Ooh, yeah. Hijack, yes. Yeah. We're excited about Hijack. That's an agreed yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. The, so so next week then, Hijack, The Witcher and Jack Ryan. Right, done. No. Brilliant. We have sorted out next well, week. I hope, you, I hope you checked those embargo <laughs> dates. I mean, I know that we're okay for Hijack because I checked, but I don't know about The Witcher. Well, we'll see. Oh, God, that would be very upsetting, wouldn't it? If oh, we wouldn't couldn't, it? If we couldn't make Hay watch The Do you Witcher. know what? Yeah. I'm already getting a crying headache just thinking that we wouldn't be able to watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's crying I bet headache you time. Are. I bet you are. <laughs> uh, all right, lots of exciting stuff on there as well. And we've got a couple of guests planned for next week week as well but I am not going to say who they are because interviews haven't happened yet and I don't want to jinx it uh, but I'm sure it'll go fine it'll be fabulous it'll be great okay good brilliant uh, Kay's off to watch uh, Secret Invasion aren't you Kay? <laughs> <laughs> on the plane if you download yeah. yeah absolutely yeah scrolls on a plane that's what it's going to be <laughs> very good brilliant Average. anyway we're off pull it out <laughs>